people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn it the left to F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, This is a Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here's your host, Derek McCaw. Thank you. This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are podcasting from that undisclosed location we like to call the Bread Cave on Wednesday. Thank you. (laughs) Wednesday. You guys dried up from the waterfall. February 19th. Uh, and, uh, we, uh, we unfortunately could not, uh, record at seven stars tonight, but we still want to give a shout out to seven stars bar and grill, the best star Wars shout. bar. In fact, shout. the only star Wars bar we know of in California. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to limit my area, yeah, okay. you know, cause I got that weird look from, uh, Dr. Reverend, Dr. Christopher J. Garcia dash hyphen Hugo Wardwinner. I was, I was uh, sure there was one in LA, but. I can't, but you, you can't think of one, so I can't there think isn't of one. Yeah, no, no, that's a burlesque show. That's different. Oh, oh. okay. Oh, oh, oh. burlesque. <laughs> it's ribbled. Anyway, of course, uh, you've heard the voice and have already done the exchange. Of course, they're sitting next to me, our occasional contributor. Always happy to have him here, Christopher J. Garcia. Thank you for coming. What? All my Christmas. Oh, uh, Merry Christmas. There, there, yeah. there are two or three. <laughs> They're impressive. surviving. <laughs> I, I know. The rest have been given the last rites <laughs> after right. having been christened. Right. Uh, so, they followed him off the last cliff. And, of course, our man in Los Angeles. <laughs> and our, 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 our literal physical host, the man who is our podcast producer and around whose table we are sitting. Eat of his body. <laughs> no, this is... Different host. Drink the wine. <laughs> We're not turning cannibal Take that tonight. Girl. I am drinking his wine, though. That is true. I am Rick Brett Snyder. <laughs> and welcome to the Blasphemy Podcast. <laughs> uh, we got a blasphemy from the past. And hey, here we go. Nice. <laughs> Actually, we got some comics news. We've got some movie news and uh, some television news. We've got uh, some things that are going to be a little chaotic because, you know, that's the way Chris Garcia's mind works. It's sort of. It's, I'm everywhere, man. It's sort of like an old hard drive. Just things skip, and then, oh, there's a, there's a, a, an area. So, uh, And then we got some wrestling and game. I love when we have a, a comics-based game discussion. Yeah. So um, did anybody, by the way, get the uh, DC Universe Online Valentine's costumes? No. no. They looked pretty bondage-heavy. I'm glad I missed it. I didn't get open that email until Tuesday when they said, oh, it's too late. And I was very grateful. So, uh, well, let's talk about comics, shall we, gentlemen? We should talk comics. We shall. I want to open up by saying uh, just an interesting one I got this week. Uh, If you're familiar with Eagle One Media, which has been a company that's been doing like kind of uh, 
videos on they've been on the edge of the industry for about a decade. They released a Micronauts um animated oh, film a while back. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh. And uh, and a few other things uh you know they've they've kind of been hovering over toy licenses. Well, they teamed mm-hmm. up with publisher Gary Reed who if I'm recalling correctly was the writer between behind Dead World, one of the zombie things. But most importantly it was the publisher of of uh, caliber comics. Oh yeah, which had revised, uh, published some of Alan Moe's more Alan Moe, Alan, Mo, Alan yeah. Moe, just a Moe, <laughs> Alan Moore's poetry. Yes, and uh, song lyrics, and uh, it was really the, the company that gave Brian Michael Bendis his start. So oh. they have teamed to return the caliber comics uh, or the caliber mm. press imprint to comic book stores and finer uh, f- fantasist emporiums everywhere. It should be a very pretentious episode. I don't know. I just feel like I'm cha- being challenged by you every time we lock Dear eyes. Dear But That's all I'm saying. Dear Okay. I win pretense. Hmm. Keely. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, to Keely. And uh, so that's coming back. Another thing that's coming back because there's been moves from Hasbro and the trademark office. Okay. Rom. Oh, really? But not going back to Marvel, where Rom would, of course, fit in with the Space Knights that Marvel owns after right. tra- after creating an entire mythology for Rom. Right. Uh, and they've managed to morph and just sort of conveniently not mention Rom. No, apparently IDW is making noise about creating a Rom book. But here's how Hasbro, because if you know, I mean, it's a really tortuous path of how like Rom was originally envisioned as some sort of mystical egyptian warrior by its creator hmm. and then taken to hasbro and turned into the space knight and then they went to marvel but this guy still controlled it blah 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 very confusing legal things as anybody who read she hulk number one last week would understand uh-huh. the law is confusing it is and uh, especially when, especially yes <laughs> especially when trademark is involved but they've been renewing and the way they're going to put him back in according to the last trademark registration is he will be able to transform into vehicles, which means Rom is going to become a space knight transformer. transformer. Tied into the Transformers, Transformers comic book hmm. written by and published by IDW. Huh. So this is a rumor at this point, but it's kind of interesting to note and see. <laughs> Look, I, because I, I swear not a week goes by on Facebook, like the Facebook Comic Con or something, where somebody doesn't post something about, hey, has anybody got ROM? Uh, anybody knows what's up with ROM? Because no. everybody has that remembers ROM has fond memories of that book. I have fond memories of the toy. Yeah, uh, me too. I did not get the toy, but no. it was uh, cool, which does remind me, have seen Gentle Giant along those lines is going to release Kenner's uh, 18-inch Alien Yes. I've seen that, but they've actually upped the size to twenty four inches because that know, was on Toy Hunter uh, last week. Uh, I, I, yes, because I know he when we interviewed when I interviewed him back last summer, he was very excited about all that stuff being re released through uh, all the alien, all the lost uh, Kenner toys that somebody cool. realized. Hey, this is a really frightening film, and maybe not appropriate to sell toys at Kitty World in nineteen seventy eight. Maybe not. When all I know did is Toy Hunter return. Uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, just yeah. a couple weeks ago. Damn it. There was a new one this weekend. I haven't watched it. Oh, he posted something on Facebook this week that I just drooled, or this this weekend. He found a mint in box Mago 
Aquaman versus the Great White oh. Shark, which is like almost mythical. Wow. Yeah, people weren't sure it actually existed beyond a catalog photo. And he got one. He got one. Wow. They had uh <laughs> so the last the last episode I think it was he had to find he found a uh, oh, it was a Wonder Woman Mago that had only been released in Australia and there are only like 3 maybe 4 known to exist. Among it was collectors, Australian that right? had male genitalia. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and then he also he also found one of the uh, AWA figures uh, done by Remco that was not believed to exist. No, he's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. And again, enjoy. It. But that's bypassing from comics. We were talking Rom and how weird that is. It's weird. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes there. And uh, our friend Alex Segura, who helped you long ago tour DC Comics, and yes. went to Archie, and went to DC, and went to Archie, and went to DC, has gone back to Archie. And I just want to note that Alex, great, just decide. Um, by the way, he yeah, he's uh, re- released a suspense novel, which is getting quite good reviews, which the title of which is now escaping me, but I will look that up. He was awesome. I told you. About no, him. yeah, no, no. Alex is great. He's a really, really great guy. And now he is Senior Vice President of Publicity and Marketing at Archie Comics. He obviously loves being in New York. He has no intention of moving west with the DC editorial. So it's a good time to make that move and get a really nice promotion uh, and a nice title. I'm sure the business card is fantastic. So, uh, Alec, we congratulate you again. For gosh sakes, you know, send us press releases. And now he's in charge of public. I will have to tweet him. Uh, So we also heard. Okay, tell me if if this plot line sounds familiar. Uh, Nate, you familiar with DC's five year later uh, book that's going to come? The weekly one? Yeah, the weekly one. Have you been following what the plot of that is going to be? No, but I just opened up on the interwebs the DC's May 2014 solicitations, and I was looking at Future's End. Future's End, yes. It's going to involve a war between two worlds. Okay. And the, Or the aftermath of a war between two worlds. Okay. But it won't be Forever Evil, which I thought would have made sense of calling that a war between two worlds since the crime syndicate is from another Earth. Earth. three or something. Yes, I'm sorry, it's a war, a war between two Earths. So you yeah. think maybe it's a war, a war between Earth 1 and Earth 2? I don't know that, but Batman Beyond is going to come back in time and try to prevent it. So the five years later is what's going to happen if Terry McGinnis cannot stop it. So between two hmm. worlds... Well, I'm thinking more of the overall idea of ter- of of a of a hero from the future coming back to prevent the cataclysm that created his world. Uh, so I'm going to call this Armageddon 2019, and Terry Terry McGinnis is going to be revealed to be Wave Rider. Well, I was actually thinking, yeah, I was actually thinking uh, New Genesis and. Uh, which would be good, Apocalypse. but I think they're saying specifically two Earths. So yeah. it, it was yeah. two worlds. It'd be a great way to reintroduce that whole. Although we do know that Earth Two is where the new gods right seem to most of them seem to have gone. Although I think uh, Calib uh, not Calibac, uh, the Sod is still on Earth One, tormenting Power Girl and the Huntress who belong on Earth Two. You know they're only they're less than three years into their yeah. new streamlined continuity. Right. And it's like it's 1979 all over again. No, because in 1979, (laughs) I understood it. The whole thing about the the crisis on infinite Earths 
It was to try and ratify everything into one Earth to get rid of all the problems they had when they had all these multiple Earths that were actually the same Earth, just different time periods. If from a reality sake, well, well, they were never well, they were never different time periods. They were the world. They were the Earths as told in different time periods in BC's history. But that's actually a big. uh, That's an urban myth, and that's the story they let go. Is that they is that they said, oh, it was too hard for people to keep it straight, and it was too complicated, and it was real. uh, It was really a licensing issue. Okay, they had to keep it straight, so they went, and they felt like they were losing huge ground to Marvel. So they wanted to do something to shake it up. So they thought if they went, hey, kids, we're starting everything over, yeah. except not really. Wait a minute. What about Hawkman? Uh, you know, then. Uh, but see, when Marvel does it right, though, because when they're going to do. An they just al- say, we're doing it now. No, they, they say we're doing alternate Earths. They don't actually have to say, oh, this is Earth four. You know, it's just like that's like the Council of Reed Richards, right? They didn't they didn't go around trying okay. to say which Earth each one of them came from. Actually, they did. Each Earth is numbered, including the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And if you watch Thor The Dark World, coming uh, to home video next week, um, apparently on Skarsgård's uh, blackboard behind him, there is, he under, recognizes himself as being on Earth number 1666, which is the number of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You're right. They did that, that. I think that was first done in Captain Britain. I think Alan Moore introduced it, but, yeah. they, but they have... It's, but they but, don't dwell but, on it. They don't come up with books around these different alternate Earths, right? No, but, but you understand that the, the tradition for DC was when they first did Crisis on Earth 2, that was awesome. Yeah, it was huge. Everybody loved it. And then you had Crisis on Earth three. But they didn't go. They they shouldn't have gone in there and established another series of books on that Earth, which they've done now, and they've done it as you said, just three years in on this. And there's reboot. going to be another. one. Well, they, they did it a year in. It was less than a year. Yeah, in when, when Earth did, two started. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So and you know, and no, because this is the thing. What's happened with every single clean start reboot they have done is they've not so slowly brought in all the things that they said they didn't want, but because everybody knows they exist. It's just like when John Byrne did Man of Steel, as much as I enjoyed that, he he had to bring a Supergirl back. He had to bring a Crypto back. He had to because he liked him too. Even Lori freaking Lamaris made it back into his continuity. I forgot that Crypto But those were fine. Those were fine because those were all part of the original storyline. I mean, well, people just love the, the Earths. That's the deal. And because if you tell me that kids can't keep it apart, when my son can now keep upwards of 270 Pokemon, Pokemon? separate <laughs> yes. and lecture Pokemon, me. <laughs> Pokemon gets stored in an entirely different part of the brain, <laughs> I tell you. But it's stored in the same part of the brain that when I was a kid, I was storing all the different Earths. Quick, Captain Carrot Earth. Okay. What? Captain Carrot's Earth. Earth C. Earth C or Earth C minus? Earth C. Okay. Earth C minus <laughs> is where the just, just a, lot a lot of animals, animals are. That's right. So <laughs> Crisis on Earth C minus. That's right. Yes. Don't you try to mess with me on DC continuity? Not when it was good stuff. Now <laughs> anything in the new Fifty Two, it's anybody's ball game. Yeah. But <laughs> raise your hand. That. I'm not even. I'm not. I I bought one issue of Power Girl and Huntress, and I was okay. It, I've like, actually been buying the Earth Two storyline because it actually it actually ties into JLA or mm-hmm. J, Justice League. League. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, that's our little complaint about this coming, coming future thing. And now it's time to play. What's, What's in, in the, the bag? bag? What's in the 
bag. There you go. Although Lee Presson did, did do a pretty good job of that, but I think he will charge us if we use that as a sound sample. Yeah. So I don't know if he's listening though. He did like us on Twitter. That was nice. <laughs> Let's start right. with Nate. Because we can't oh, see I'll what start. you're going to do. Yes, please do. Just, How about yes? The first issue in a bold new direction: oh, Savage Dragon that. number one ninety three. I told Rick this was going to happen. He's got it there on his. I'm like, please, Nate's got ah! it. Yeah, <laughs> I had a backup. Oh, uh, not only you don't look that discomfort. Do I have this issue? I have yet to read it. Of course. But uh, I spoke with Carr, and they actually ordered enough copies of the comic to get a variant cover, which they were shorted on. But he'll have it for me next week. Wow. Isn't so, I, uh, once again that'd be Car D'Angelo of Earth Two Comics in Sherman Oaks, and if you're in the L.A. area, you should be shopping at Earth Two in Sherman Oaks or Earth Two Comics in Northridge. And good lord, isn't that awesome? That is customer service. Car knows his people, absolutely. Which is true, you know. I, Rick, I just have to say when I when uh, Nate and I went to the Judge Dredd signing, it was like Car knew. Hey, how'd that job interview go? Like he knows. He knew what's going. <laughs> he knows his customers. Yeah, so. But of course, you're not just a customer; you're a Fanboy Planet staffer. So that's right. We're a strange. We have a strange bond. Uh, <laughs> He's one of the few reasons why I li- wish I lived in Southern California. No, I'd, good, I'd like to go to his his store. It's a good reason. Yeah. It's a good reason. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you Disneyland's was, number two. Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You've got your back up there. Go ahead, man. Uh, uh, actually, I, I was just gonna I was just gonna call out to this the anthology book uh, that Dark Horse puts out, the Dark Horse Presents. Yes. Which remarkably enough this is 33 issues going strong and just great art and great uh, it's been canceled. great stories it has <laughs> no yeah issue 34 they're gonna relaunch with the number one in may uh, they're just they're you know because they even dark horse is giving into the people walk in and see a number one although todd mcfarland argues that no number ones don't really necessarily give it a boost but you know, like well, you just run in, todd look at the left right. page who's that Todd McFarlane is often right. Garcia. You got Nexus. Wow. I've got Mr. Monster. Mr. I, Monster on the right-hand page. I didn't even look at you. said left-hand, didn't you? And left I couldn't. page. I couldn't because I Who's saw Mr. Carrier? Monster. Who's that character? I, I'm looking at Mr. Monster, and I see Nexus on the left, but yeah. I'm looking at Mr. Monster because I love Mr. Monster. Mr. Monster's cool. He's my favorite. Doc Stern. Yeah. The Canadian Doc Savage. Mr. Yeah. Monster. Keep going. He says it that way. That's all anyway, it Michael just, T. Gilbert. It's fantastic. I had a this, T-shirt of him. I wore it to an interview is, with PB Herman. This book costs seven ninety nine. Awesome. You've bought books recently that have cost nearly this much at DC. Have they been that thick or that well produced? No. No. <laughs> the Batman. Uh, what was it? No. Twenty five or twenty six. Detective number twenty seven. Twenty seven. No. Yeah. This. This is. Uh, this is a value, and people should be buying it. I need to start making sure I download when when Dark Horse sends me the PDF. Okay, because unlike other companies, they 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 send they send out it's, reviews. It's up, no, no, it's yeah. up for a week and then it's gone. Ah, if you miss that, it's you know. So well, change the address to mine, and I'll, I'll take care you of it for you. Forward, John, remember, I, I look. I, we come on. We've been aggressive the last month and a half. Don't you? you know, don't kill my. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to open with. The, uh, with a number two issue, no, no, no. Uh, this is a, I, this is a scribble. Not I did see this unmasked from DC Comics. 
um, by Josh Elder, who lives in Palo Alto. Really? Uh, so local. He will be signing its free comic book day at Legends of Comics and Fantasy in Valco. I don't ordinarily shop wow. there, but yeah. my son and I. It is I, a good store. It's not a bad store. My son and I went to the movies, and I happened to mention, oh, yeah, did you get Scribble Knots Unmasked? And he was really, he had gotten it. He was really into the game. And I said, I think there's a comic. After the movie, especially to make up for it because we saw the nut job, and that was terrible. Um, <laughs> that uh, after that movie, said, you want to go to the comic book store in the, here in the mall and check it out and see if they uh, if they have Scribble Nuts. So they did, and the guy told me, oh, yeah, he's going to be signing. So anyway. Um, so I bought the first issue like late, so wouldn't I? You know, I wouldn't have even known to talk about it on the podcast when it first came out, and I probably wouldn't have because it's just oh, nice, it's a kids, it's a kids book, uh, like a lot of of kids books DC's doing. It's online first, a chapter at a time, ten pages for ninety nine cents, and then every three chapters they sum up. I, I like that here as we complain about the new fifty two. The subtitle of Scribble Knots Unmasked is. A crisis of imagination. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, be careful, DC. Yeah, uh, you don't know what you're saying. Um, but self-parody is a dangerous. But blade. the fact that the first issue began with the Phantom Stranger and Madame Xanadu, oh. and it's written really in this cute little cartoony way. But these characters, all this guy Elder, he totally knows the DC, the darkest corners of DC continuity. And they're referenced. So the first issue was set in Gotham City. This one's going to be Metropolis. I haven't read it yet, but but it was really it's a really a fun book. And to me, when they relaunched into the new Fifty Two, one of the things they said was they wanted to get the you know the video game player. Well, this is how you do it: make games appropriate for kids to play, and sure. then give it a sequel yeah. comic book. And you're gonna have your next generation, Dan Children of Men to Dio. Get get it that way. You've gotta get the kids involved. And this is What it. did you call him again? Dan Children, Children of, of Men to Dio. It sounded all Italian for a second there. <laughs> Children, Children of Men. Children of Men to Dio. Um and uh, the, you know, so this was a lot of fun. And and seriously, every time I have seen my son since, he's like, uh, is the new scribble nuts unmasked out yet, Dad? Is it out yet? Can we go? So, you know, it'd be great this weekend to be able to say, here it is, son, yes. And uh, because he really, really got hooked on this. As he's been hooked on Little Gotham and uh, and really enjoyed Scooby-Doo uh, with Batman, the team up there. Yes, the, the Scooby-Doo comics, uh, I've been reading them since 2007, whenever Spider-Baby started writing them. Um, which was, alternately, uh, Key Champagne's been yeah. doing a lot of those stories too And uh, I have to say, you know, it's the one comic I have been buying of late And I, I love the... I, I and love, nobody's paying attention to it And no one's paying it. any attention to it Yeah. When, before we skip over it, I, you, you mentioned um, Legends in Cupertino yeah. At what used to be Valco Mall and well, is now, It's not Valco, what what's is it, it called, called now? Uh, no, now it's Valco again is it called Valco? Yeah, again? it used to everyone be kept calling Square. it Val- Cupertino now Square. Now it's Valco again. That is Nerd Central. That is, I would, yes. if I lived closer to there, I'd be there all the time because that's got the biggest comic book shop in the valley. I swear it must be. It's three it's times close, the yeah. size of Elusive. Well, At and least. it's a comics and games that allows. No, no, no. For an, that's um, just the comics. comics. No, no, I know, but it was once comics and right. games together, and that they split them. They've so that they're triple across. split them. Yes, there's a across across the way. There's a role playing and and collectible card gaming right. area with some retail in it, mm-hmm. and the next door is one of the better game stores in the Bay Area. Right, yeah. so because they have to segregate, you have to keep those role playing players. Away you from the really need to if you're going to have a successful store. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we know what happened when we tried to mix with them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> don't go there, Derek. I know it's a sore spot. For you. But, but I'll still but, pay but tribute even to them tonight. Beyond size, it's quality. They have they have good selection, a good back backlist. The game store is I I they've got so much. They've got the new stuff. They got the best of the old stuff and uh, a play area. So if you're looking for some place to meet people and play play games, play cards, play role playing games, they've got it all. So, well, I'm I'm very impressed with that store. I I, I you know I, perhaps loyal to a fault. Uh, I got no issues and I get a good discount at Elusive Comics and Games. Um, and I find it difficult to get in and out, but but it is fun when I go take my son. Yeah, you know. seriously, if you want, um, if you are in the uh, Bay, the South Bay area, that whole mall, there's this nice little connection on a Saturday afternoon with your kids. Yeah, you mm-hmm. go take them to a Movies. kids movie. Right, then you go by the the uh, train, Pol- the historical. Tr- well, I don't want them to get fat. Uh, a tra- not like their dad. Uh, a train. There's the train society. Oh, right. So on Saturday afternoons, they just run train sets in yeah. this storefront, which is great. That was Luke was just absolutely, you know, uh, enthralled by that watching them because there's classic trains. Then they taunt you with like, "Here's the Hogwarts Express set." If you'd be oh. interested, in, you know, they don't have it out there, but it's just let a kid know. Hey, if you're interested in trains, there yeah. are trains based on you know on properties. You, like, you know, you know yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a, and it's really cool just watching. You know, it's one of those things that makes me a little sad because everybody that's running them are like in their sixties. Yeah, I think the only ones that could afford to run train sets. And uh, and then you go to storefronts down again, and there's Legends of Comics and Fantasy, and we can stay there for an hour looking at old action figures because they got old mm-hmm. toys too. And then Luke goes and looks at all. Oh, here's all the Doctor Who toys. This is what I want for my birthday, Dad. But you know, I was like, I know everything. And then to but, get to your exercise, you walk all the way across the mall and go down. You bowl in their um in their new Bullmore. Uh, lucky strike and they, it's called it's Bullmore. Bullmore. it's Bullmore. lucky they, oh, they, they changed, changed it yeah. they do the they and do the whole uh, friday night uh fog lamps disco bowling disco bowling but yeah. even more important is that wonderful race uh car racetrack they have um, oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah, not yeah. slot cars it's actually uh, no, it's, yeah, yeah. it's rc cars it's, RC cars. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a regular uh and then on the other side over by the Bullmore, there used to be, and I but I haven't walked over there's to that side. Store. There's a there's again a collectible toys, so old toys, uh-huh. uh, toy store there. So I mean, it's it's great for nerds. I got a Hawkman there. I will say, however, you know when you take your teen daughter and say, if you sit through this movie with us, we promise you a half hour of shopping. There's not a lot of shopping <laughs> for a teen girl. Not no, quite Victoria's anymore, Secret, no. but. <sighs> Yeah, guess who only has a son? Oh, uh, Rick Brettschneider. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it is not a proud moment for a father when he says, "Okay, sure, let's walk through Victoria's Secret together." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and if, Macy's, and we, which is announcing my new contest. What's wrong with Rick? If you write into <laughs> editor at fanboyplanet.com with your potential answers, the best one. <laughs> may get a prize uh <laughs> do they still have in valco the little toy store that's been closing for the last 15 years no that one actually finally that, did that, close, that actually closed <laughs> and was replaced by the other toy store which yeah, there's is, one that's like good well it's it's kind of like knockoff toys it's like it's not superman it's superman with a j or something it was like well there no that well that was the place that closed 
And now oh, it's an actual. It? Now it's a guy who had a huge collection of toys and was doing all sorts of buyouts. He bought out uh, almost all the KBs okay. around here. Oh, okay. he, I actually found an action figure with a King Norman's uh, price tag, price on, tag it. on it. Wow. That's the place I'm talking about. It's like okay. uh, it's got like old, yeah, the no, old that's still uh, open. image that's... toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, still still open. that's still open. The one yeah, that like was that the knockoffs is now gone. So ah. uh, that's you know again. It well, I never really thought about it till tonight. That really is a pretty good nerd central place. Yeah, we yeah. could com- we could uh, convince them to advertise it as such. It should they don't realize what they have. Yeah, Balco Nerd Central, right there. Some sort the of fanboy like planet. It it could be. <laughs> um, look, I'm just barely in the trademark thing. Uh, look, I'm barely getting by. Uh, I'd say donate to PayPal uh, to, but there's there's more important this week, and I uh, and it which right. you remind me Very when we finish con- when we finish comics before we go to movies. A good transitional thing. Yeah. I really want to uh, highlight tonight. So okay, uh, next in the bag for Nate. Nate. Avengers World number three. Okay. Uh, Rick is by is uh, bending great down favorite for his of ours, Jonathan Hickman. His, his what? Bending down to get oh. his copy. Oh, I see. What did you think he was going to get? I don't know. His Hickman. What? I don't know. So tell me why. Besides, it's written by the guy we admire, Jonathan Hickman. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Hey. Oh, it was in my stack too. Thanks, Nate. You're welcome. I hope you have more backups. I'm working on it. <laughs> we are just stifling Rick's creativity. Again, that's so we're DC. What's wrong with Rick at editor <laughs> at fanboyplanet? Nothing wrong there is I'll let Nate go first. So go ahead. What 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 do you like about what do you like about Avengers World? Uh, By the way, Rick, nice pen three. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. I have yet to read it. However. We've got uh, Falcon, Black Widow, Wolverine, and Shang-Chi. Yeah, on Shang-Chi on the cover. I never thought that I'd be so excited about Shang-Chi being in the Avengers. He's getting a solo book, too. Excellent. Oh, good. Yeah. Excellent. They're, uh, they're investigating Madripoor, which is always fun. And what Was it Madripoor that's turning into a monster? Like a monster comes up out of the sea and Madripoor's on its head? Yeah. Really? really? Madripoor is atop <laughs> a centuries-old dragon several hundred feet above Southeast Asia. You know, okay. I love when a book just kicks free of reality like that and just says, here's a wacky idea. <laughs> I was thinking about what was the name of the living island that was in the... Krakoa. The, Krakoa, right. The X-Men villain. Right. Wow. I half remember that. Oh, there it, it should is. is giant size X Men number one. Yeah. It's a very crucial. Uh, this is like some kind of wacky Chinese mythos thing actually happening. Like Pin Pang Foom. You know what exactly that no, looks like though? Like the like the thing from Big Trouble in Little China. No, the does. monster that never gets paid off. Yes, that was my one problem. The All monster right, see, never pays off. See, we do have our issues with it, which you can probably listen through the outtakes and find out. <laughs> uh, so. Okay, me to go next? Yes, go ahead. So I'm going to do my uh, my next two because they're kind of connected. Let the record show that Rick is starting to get I'm petulant. breaking it again. <laughs> I'm breaking it. So, you are not going to take my third book! <laughs> we, have, we, have two number, we have two Marvel Now number ones. And we all know that Marvel Now number ones are not necessarily now number one, but they're a jumping on place for a new story arc. We should know that, yes. And But one of them is actually a number one. It's The New Warriors. Christopher Yost, Marcus Two. Oh, 
and David Carell. I think it might be Marcus Toe. It could be. Um, Toe. Uh, number one. Uh, and we're look. We were looking at the uh, characters. Looks like there's a uh, Namorita in the uh, center. I would or? think uh, it's a blue Atlantean. Yeah, um, teenage girl. And, and it's uh, not the one who was in the uh, in the. Uh, uh, no, and there looks like a young Cree. Uh, and someone, a spider girl of some sort. Yeah. So we got a couple so of new characters. So interesting characters, and, and I think, and I think it's supposed to be Advanced Astrobot. Advanced Astrobot. Justice. Yeah, Justice. Uh, and this, of course, has Nova, which former leader of, which ties into Nova number one, actually number thirteen with thirteen point now, thirteen point now with. <laughs> look at the background. It's Beta, Beta Ray, Ray Bill. Bill. So we're getting back into uh, some of the older Nova. Oh, by the way, I got this. Is, is the Beta Ray Bill gets a good, uh, a very good nickname from Nova in this issue? Horseface, Thorsey, Thorsey. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, the, there was a foreshadowing of this a couple issues back, maybe last issue, where where Beta Ray Bill's a little ticked off that there's somebody pretending to be Nova. Well, I think I may be picking these up in trades because one, I I love Beta Ray Bill. Although, does Beta Ray Bill still have that strange human secret identity that they gave him a couple years back? I think that hasn't happened in a long. Oh, thank time. God, because that was really stupid. Yeah, that was the only time I ever read it at all. Only encounter I ever had with Beta Ray Bill was in those books. You have not read the Walt Simonson no. Thor run. You no. <clears throat> second contest. <laughs> What's wrong with Chris? No, because I now I, I listen to the Cinequest podcast. I know that I've already asked the question, "What's wrong with me?" and no one answered. So I think maybe if I throw it out to other people, no, you need still to time f- to come in with that. What's wrong with Derek, folks? <laughs> nope, not I'm in charge. Uh, so <laughs> nominally. And uh, so, no, you really owe it to yourself to read the Walt Simonson run. Aside from really being why it was worth making a movie of Thor in the first place, mm-hmm. borrowing very heavily from what he did. Yeah. Uh, the the run of, like, creating, like, what's left to tell of Thor when, you know, even Stan Lee had gone through Ragnarok is like, well, let's introduce the horse alien. Let's make <laughs> Thor a frog. And you go... This is really dramatically compelling, and it shouldn't be. What was uh, it, Sigurd uh, something son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jarlson or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, he assumes the construction worker secret identity. Right. Hmm. Where yeah. he can still have his long hair. And he beard. becomes the, the Nordic Clark Kent. Yes. Uh, puts glasses on, bumps into Clark Kent at one point, and goes, hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> so it's, it's a great run, and I think all available under, uh, or at least... You can find them in stores under Marvel Visionaries, Thor, uh, you know, Walt Simonson's Thor. I think they're available in the Marvel digital stuff. I'm sure they are. Uh, I, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I believe that Chris is like me, a little still wedded to the idea of having the hard print in his hands. You yeah, know. comics is the only, I can go for ebooks, but I prefer comics in physical form. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like to smell them. Yes. Thank I know, you. it's not weird. No, it's no. not weird at all. You're sitting among people who go... <laughs> Yeah. So, by the way, that means that answer is exempt. It will not be accepted <laughs> as an answer for what's wrong with Derek slash Rick slash Chris. The fact that they like the smell of comics does not count as something that's wrong. Although, to be honest, I prefer the smell of books. Books have more variety. In, I would agree with smell. that, too. Yeah. Again, the smell <laughs> of printed matter is not. Okay. Anyway. Um, 
I'm going to put up here, oddly, a DC book. Only because uh, I have high hopes that I know will be dashed. <laughs> okay, that- high hopes now, crushed later <laughs> this crushed evening. Later. Uh, <laughs> third contest for the evening. Hold on, is Dan DiDio's name anywhere on that cover? No. Well, there's hope. There is that. hope uh, that um, uh, the Metal Men are reintroduced or introduced into the new 52 universe. And I love, love, love the Metal Men. And not since, actually, Walt Simonson back yep. in the 70s has DC done a readable take on the Metal Men. Uh, the mid-90s was the mid-90s no. relaunch I liked. When they were re- revealed to be humans in a coma? Yeah, I kind of liked that. Oh, God. Once again, what's wrong with Chris <laughs> at editor? No, okay. I will say this. The last one I did read um, was the one, what, 2009? Maybe even 2009. The Duncan Rouleau one? Yeah. Which was uh, wretched. It's totally awful. unreadable, and unfortunately, awful, awful, I'll call. I, I have to call it out. Grant Morrison created the concepts. Duncan Rouleau was writing off of Grant Morrison's notes. Grant, you miss you misstepped. You misspoke. Yeah. Oh my god, it was horrible. Well, it's all it's all like what's dark and stupid about the. Uh... No, they're fun. Yeah. They're light. Yeah. They should be. They this, teach kids science. This cover makes it seem like just actually they do though. Yeah, in a way, yeah. <laughs> you read the old ones because I had to this summer, this last mm-hmm. past summer for the gold c- conducts electricity for the profan trivia contest. Mercury is liquid at Comic Con. I had to. Mm-hmm. I had to. <laughs> I was given the excuse to buy the the uh, uh, hardcover, the DC archives of Metal Man and the mm-hmm. DC Showcase. Uh, yeah. volumes of metal men so that i could do research on it because it was their 40th or 50th anniversary would have been 40th no 50th 50th, 50th. wow i know I, I keep forgetting we're in the 2000 yeah, teens <laughs> you know so uh, the thing that's always bothered me about the metal men is mercury because mercury is not red i don't like yeah. the way the character and, no but the mercury is i know is, it's, in a dyed, thermometer, it's dyed is, red it's, it's not dyed it's it's uh it's a different chemical all together it, it comes it's, it's when it's in uh, iodine with, isn't it it's either iodine or iron it yeah. might be iron either way you shouldn't break open a thermometer and drink it no no but uh save not it more than twice. i'm gonna say time. now that you now twice. that you made me call attention to it the image of of, of mercury on this cover crushed all my hopes yeah it's yeah. not at all fun no and gold looks kind of weird too. Gold does. Gold looks like the Will Magnus. The what did they what did they call that in the nineties one that you liked? Oh, viridium. Yeah. Viridium. Yeah, I like platinum and I like iron. Well, platinum, platinum still looks good. Yeah. yeah, as long as I can have a sexy platinum. It will never be better than the stuff that's collected in the showcase. And tin looks okay. No, it never will. The I, Ross Andrew. Yeah. The uh, great stuff. Great stuff. Bob Kaniger, I believe, mm-hmm. is that. And Arnold Drake. Arnold Drake was one of the first oh, writers really? of that. Drake was the guy that's come up with those really weird ideas because he had to. I mean, his basic mm-hmm. the basic job was challenge was can you come up with something that those kids are that are reading Marvel might like? So he comes up with Doom Patrol. Yeah. Um Metal Men. Actually Metal Men was like in a weekend. And maybe Ross Andrew did most of Metal Men, but right. it came it was a weekend because like the feature was mm-hmm. that they had scheduled for that issue showcase, like didn't come through and they went, ah, mm-hmm. so they came up with Metal Men in a weekend. And then you got Metamorpho. Oh, wow. And, yeah. uh, and leave it to Scooter mm-hmm. and uh, Binky. And so three out of Binky. five. No, I know. But he's <laughs> an inferior five. Oh, that oh, was Joe four Orlando. out of six. Joe Orlando came in with inferior five. Oh, I love and, the inferior five. Uh, and you got Angel and the Ape. I love Angel God. and the Ape. I mean, there's some really great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't think can happen outside the 60s. 
Yeah, Angel and the Ape every retry, with the exception of the folio. I, I love the folio. Stanley and his yeah. monster, yeah. Angel and the Ape, and Inferior Five. They were all great. Yeah. They were all great. Uh, you find those in the 90s. That was good stuff. Phil Folio. Go to Rick. Is there anything left in the bag? Or I, I'm I'm done. Did I two skipped once, two. Remember? Okay, we skipped did. Nate's That's last right. one though. That's right. Nate's last one. I'm not skipping because Nate went first, so I've still got mine. Go ahead, Nate. Marvel Knights Hulk number three of four, written by friend of the program Joe Keating. How did I not get that one? I don't know, but. I didn't get Daredevil number 36. I just noticed that came out today, the final and issue honestly, of Daredevil. And honestly, if you'd had it, you'd just have been pissed off that Nate <laughs> took it as one of the three books. <laughs> well, no, Nate, what you have to do is go to my article on Fanboy Planet and see if the same page has a whole uh, smash yes. panel in it. It yeah. does not. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Fanboy so Planet. Them. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Rick Brechneider, <laughs> stopper. Circumventer. <laughs> uh, doing the job that Marvel's attitude won't. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right, so we'll go there. Uh, I have Disney Kingdom's Seekers of the Weird, number two. Brandon Seifert, Carl Moline. Uh, Brandon Seifert uh, is the writer from uh, Witch Doctor. Oh, yeah. Uh, Robert Kirkman. Friend of the program. Yes. Yep. Uh, and Carl Moline, who had uh, drawn... Uh, Joss Frey, the future oh. Vampire Slayer book, way, oh, yeah. way, way back when. Yep. And I, I, I want to one because I think it's a great book, and I did uh, give it a, give the first issue a good review on on the printed page, the website people should be reading. Um, uh, but I note this is a book of note. Besides being fun and being Disney related, this is the one comic book you can find in the Disney amusement parks, and at least in California, in the off the page bookstore. There's a lone little comic book. It's not even a rack. No. It's a lone little comic book wedge, and it's all Seekers of the Weird. So first issue of Seekers of the Weird is still available at California Adventure for the low price of $120 for a park hopper price. Plus admission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For $299 plus park admission. <laughs> You'd be standing outside park California Adventure. Hey, Mr. Mr. Will you buy me a but you know what? Of the weird? But you know what? The trolley car up to the off the page is free. <laughs> Although you do, you can buy the uh, preferential pass that actually does get it for you if you're staying at California Adventure or Cal- the Grand California. They they will give you uh, Disney's uh, Secrets of the Weird. Uh, no, they'll give you the fr- uh, a priv- privileged ride on the trolley. Well, no, it's free. You just get on. There's no privilege. Well, no, ride. no, no. There's one that actually you can only get on if you are a uh, person staying at the Grand California. I love it when people tell us Chris stuff. <laughs> no, no, this is a privilege no, no, ride. No, no, really, it's uh, it's, and, uh and and because uh, my friends bought it when we were there. And Mickey gives you a okay, a three fingered okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> a three fingered Mickey? It's a privilege. It's a privilege. You just named the podcast. No, I did not. <laughs> three fingered Mickey. Mickey. It's a privilege <laughs> try. <laughs> it's a privilege try. Oh, God. Actually, can I take a look at that? That's I'm ashamed. I'm fascinated. I'm ashamed. You shouldn't <laughs> So, so that's the last one then. That's the last one. But we did. I did want to give a, a serious note uh, tonight in comics because it, uh, I have here in the movies, of course, what happened last night for us. By the time you listen to this, a couple days in the past, uh, was that Jimmy Kimmel uh, was able to premiere the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, the full length, the full length after a fifteen second teaser. I'm so tired of teasers for teasers. Um, you know, and it was enough though. It was like fifteen seconds, and there's Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Okay, I'm done. Uh, and, uh, but here's the serious note is that it was noted today by Greg Pak, 
uh, science fiction filmmaker, good author, friend. and good friend of the Reverend Dr. Hugo J. Garcia, Christopher Rupert. Uh, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Von Wilkington. Uh, is uh, that Greg Pak noted that the creator of uh, of Rocket Raccoon, which is, let's be honest, what anybody, everybody is talking about. Yeah. Chris Pratt is okay as Star-Lord, but I don't think people are going to go, oh, Star-Lord. He was a lot more entertaining in that trailer <laughs> than I thought he was going to be. Uh, yeah, but also a lot dumber. I mean, I was I was hoping that they would make Chris Pratt be something other than Chris Pratt, but we'll talk about that a little yeah, later. Yeah. But Rocket Raccoon is really the the push, and clearly from Toy Fair, which I Marvel sent me a thing. So I'll and Disney said I'll have some pictures up later this week of of all the Toy Fair toys. But I was tweeting out from the weekend, right? Um, Rocket Raccoon is the focus for the Marvel Legos for the for the toys. There's going to be a, a completely a talking and moving uh, Rocket Raccoon toy. Then your battery powered, you can turn on, and he'll shoot you. Um, but the creator, Yay. Bill Mantlo, who also, as we mentioned earlier, really wrote, uh, created most of the ROM continuity, created the Micronauts, essentially, all the Micronauts mm-hmm. continuity, a lot of Hulk stuff. People forget about that. Uh, Rocket Raccoon, many he was the go-to guy in Marvel. He left for a, a, legal, a legal career and was, uh, was speed, uh, skating, uh, not inline skating. He was inline mm-hmm. skating and was hit by a car. Aww. Was in a coma for several years in the early '90s, and is what came up with brain damage. So he's in a rest home, barely able to take care of himself. Really not able to take care yeah. of himself. His brother takes care of him, and they're running out of money. And and Disney, I I, mean, I don't blame Disney for the contract. I'm not going to say that at all. It's you know because they did not own Marvel, and we already know so many people have fought for their creator rights for things. Created in 76, that's two years before 78 when some things changed, and Marvel's been a little kinder to post-1978 contracts. The reality is Disney's going to make millions of bucks off of Rocket Raccoon, and his creator can cannot feed himself, cannot, uh, you know, is conscious and can hold conversations, but, you know, he's he's severely brain damaged and, and, being, and needs 24-hour care. So it would really be uh, one Greg Pack is put out there, and I posted on my on my page, and I also tweeted out on the Fanboy Planet page for Facebook to uh, donate there. His brother Mike Mantlo is uh, collecting funds to create a fund to keep paying for his care. It would be wonderful if Marvel and uh, and or Disney, Disney stepped up and took care of him. Um, you know, and I was reminded because, you know, I just done this thing with comic book Babylon, um, the book that Cliff, Cliff Meth wrote about Neil, he and Neil Adams helping in Dave Cochran's fight. And then when something like this comes up, I'm reminded, yeah, there's still, I mean, there are people like Bendis that are going to be absolutely okay. The creators today that come in, they're a lot more savvy about business. I yeah. think they're going to be okay. And they diversify. Yeah. But there are these guys that, well, Mantlo intended to diversify. Yeah, well. He had a pretty successful legal career, and it was wiped out by, by a hit and run. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they ever caught the guy who did it. And you know, so it would be really good to take care. Of, and it reminded of so many of these guys that are still around that need to be taken care of. Yeah. And you know, so if you feel a need, uh, if if you feel moved, this week, as much as I'd love to say, donate a buck to Fanboy Planet, donate a buck to Bill Mantlo. Uh, or if you go see Guardians of the Galaxy this summer, 
donate 12 bucks to Bill Mantlo because, you know, the price of your ticket, that movie only exists because some guy in 76 came with this idea. Is there a coordinating website or anything for his? Uh, Greg Pak's blog has it. Okay. Uh, and Was it a Caring Bridge? I, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, so I got to do research because I was picking this up like right before I was le- packing up to come down here. So, so go to Fanboy Planet. We'll have a look. Uh, go to the Facebook page yeah. for right now. Mm-hmm. By the time this is up, I will try to see if there's, I will see if there is a direct link to put up and I, and I will. I just felt like I couldn't restate it better than Greg Pack did, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to link right to Greg Pack. So, um, so now you know how Peter David feels. I'm sorry, what? You couldn't say it better than Greg Pack did. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I try to get topical, and you people just crap on it. Uh, no, because that was I years ago. Because Planet Hulk was years yeah, ago. That's true. But and, long and, enough. <clears throat> uh, anyway, so uh, let us move to movies after this. Uh, do we want to just talk about the trailer now? So we're already in there. Um, sure. Back to Rocket Raccoon. Oh my god, that was a great trailer. Uh, no, I, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I've only seen the stills. The trailer is on Fanboy Planet. I know. I haven't gotten a chance to look at the site today. But he was. In it's also on the rest internet. of the interwebs. I know. It's always like, <laughs> yeah. but you know, Chris, he's the guy that can somehow. If every single web page in the world has a trailer on it, he will somehow find the one that doesn't. Yeah. He's going, oh. oh, but I have to say. Rocket Raccoon looks awesome. <laughs> I had not seen the the close up of with him uh, in midair doing the jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's another scene where he's on Groot's shoulder, and, and, Groot's they're, going spin. and, he's, and they're spinning, and he's firing. He's firing, and, and Groot's like just screaming. Oh, I have to see that. Which, by the way, you know what got revealed today, and Marvel confirmed this when at Comic Con, when Vin Diesel said, "I had a meeting with Marvel about doing a character." Yeah. He lied. <laughs> and then Marvel executives were like going, well, nobody's voicing Groot yet, so maybe we should call him in. He'd be a good choice. Nice. He totally cornered himself. <laughs> he Sean Young only succeeded. <laughs> well, we prefer to say Mark Millard because that's what Mark Millard does is like saying, I've got a movie deal for this comic book. And then and then some other studio calls and goes, really? Because we might offer more. And he goes, uh, yeah. Has Miller Studios was really interested. <laughs> Mark Pictures. Uh, Grant Morrison hates me. Incorporated was looking at it, but uh, you know. So um, yeah, I think that's really funny. So we didn't get to hear Groot, but we did get to see the descript- hear the description from the Nova Corps. Uh, we- he he looks a lot more. I mean, this is going to be in a lot of ways a much lighter film. Oh, I think ones. so, but it, but but when you, as I have been, you know, which is strange with characters like Drax and Gamora, in but it. written and directed by James Gunn, yeah. and the thing is, as uh, you know, James has said uh, uh, on Facebook many times, it's like, and in in a couple of interviews, it's like he turned in a script and he was worried, he was trying to pull back on like his trauma origins, yeah. <laughs> and and Joss Whedon gave it back and said, uh, no, we hired you to be you. So give us more of you, and it's you know it is going to be wacky. It's very clear from that that it's goofy. Like I said, my you know I was hoping Chris Pratt would be more the Star Lord I remember, right? But no, he was maybe he will be by the end of the film. I I, I think there's a sense of that of that's an arc. Is like he's you know he's very very clearly ripped from the earth. He's you know he's got the '80s pop music and he's still got a Walkman. 
and you know which i god i love that song i don't know why i I feel like i'm in the minority because everybody i read today is like oh i hate that but i love that song but i love that song so he uh you know maybe there'll be an arc there uh it's interesting to see gamora um nebula looks hot um you know so i and i'm sorry to sound so sexist but karen gillen is like well, how do you make her hotter than having a Scottish accent and long red hair? Call her, Strangely, call her. make her a cyborg <laughs> yeah. green skinned girl. That's it. It's the green. No, she's blue skinned. She's painted yeah. like Braveheart. Oh, you're right. Aye. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Ooh>. Is. <laughs> it's like a future Braveheart. I need another glass. Aye. All right. Anyway. Um, and then Rocket Raccoon. I love that they've got them all lined up, and then like down to Rocket. Um, and uh, oh, the whole. I'm sorry, I didn't know how great, this machine worked. <laughs> but what a great cast! I mean, we're realizing that they're throwing away actors like John C. Riley and Peter Serafino. Oh yeah, just in the back, going. Which apparently Serafino was just improvised that on the set. The what a bunch of a holes. <laughs> yeah. And now that's like the key, like selling line. So my only concern about it is. Well, then it's really not for the younger kids because it's clear you've got the flipping up. I don't think as so. I as I captioned it is like like here, kids are going to come out playing Rocket Raccoon, and then two minutes after the movie, they're all grounded for imitating Star Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay because they have a Lego set of this ship and <laughs> Disney genius. Yep. Yeah. That's... I wish I'd seen it. Oh, it's 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 beautiful. What's the release date for that? August first. Like so too far away. It should be May. It the thing is, it's like now all that's all we want, but it but, should be March. But what I would say, but what's even more amazing about this is, and this reminds me of X Men, uh, the second one, X Two. Okay, I, I like remember that. No, it had a subtitle, didn't it? X Men United, X Men United, Up and Smoke. That was oh god, <laughs> that was the first one. Oh, Up and Smoke oh. is the first Cheech and Chung or the second Schindler's cinematic. List movie. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> Charles what? and Eric go to White Castle. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, uh, there we go. Uh, well, that was Breakout of Guantanamo. Escape from Guantanamo yes, Bay. That was great. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, where was I going with that? But when I was at Comic-Con years ago and saw the X2 trailer, which was like Brian Singer came and said, we've only been shooting for a month. But I cobbled a, a, a trailer together, and it was like no special effects. And we were like, boom. And we were all blown away. And so that's it. Well, you're in the hands of a director who is a, a good storyteller Mm -hmm. the real (laughs) truth behind because it leaked out on the web for a little bit the trailer they cobbled together for comic-con that james gunn had done after a week of filming for guardians of the galaxy is almost all still there in the trailer they released you just the, the effects are refined which tells me you've got a great storyteller going and all those elements are still there and he knows the tone of what he's trying to tell. And it's interesting that, you know, I, I guess I saw one site say that Ronan, the accuser was in it. I, I really wouldn't have recognized that it was Ronan. So you didn't get a screen cap of it. Cause no. it was like really dark. But what's intriguing to me is here to me as a fan, knowing who all these characters are, how they're related to each other. So I'm like, this is all about Thanos. And nobody who doesn't know Guardians of the Galaxy would have any idea that it has anything to do with Thanos or care because it's just it's just pulled you in from these characters are wacky, this is fun, this is going to be goofy. What, what, what excites me is you got a feeling that that 
whole trailer is probably cobbled together from footage from the first 15 minutes of the film, maybe. Let's maybe, give it a maybe, half an hour. Maybe, maybe some, maybe a couple I of things think later a in the film. There's a space battle that's probably but near I, the I end. But I think that we have it's all the introduction of the characters is most of what we're seeing because it is a big challenge. Yeah. Because I, some another thing is like you know Iron Man was this huge gamble, but Iron Man was a character that at least had existed since the 60s. Yes. Yeah. This version of Guardians of the Galaxy, even though the title had been right, around, right? This is perspective. This version of Guardians of the Galaxy started after the first Iron Man movie was released. Wow. That's true. And that Marvel is so confident as a studio in what they can convince people that they want to see. And I'm not saying that as an insult because, really, the missteps haven't been that bad. Even Iron Man 2, I will find things to watch, to enjoy. You know, so... That they can put together, this group is like, and now they're all worried, you know, eight, nine years ago, Iron Man, who knows Iron Man? You know, and now like, Guardians of the Galaxy, who knows? Who cares? We're going to make you Marvel love it film. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the one, the one. So Obnoxio the Clown is coming, people. Which means it'll be, they, they have that much credibility with people that introducing Absolutely. Doctor Strange or even characters like Brother Voodoo or anybody well, else. Well, the realization that they're say, introducing Guardians of the Galaxy before Doctor Strange. Which yeah. blows my mind. Doctor but Doctor Strange still isn't it. known through by, I mean. But general public but i think more, really i think a... more people know dr strange Maybe. than know because he had a couple of black light posters yeah, yeah that's true don't forget about the 60s it's mostly man. about ego and infinity and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and okay anyway go ahead you guys. I'm, I'm i'm concerned about the release date is the only thing that well and that's my feeling is it's a misstep i don't think august 1st no. if, if somebody blinks mm-hmm. like what happened the next summer <laughs> With yeah. DC, uh, <laughs> um, where Ant Man moved up two weeks. If somebody blinks this summer, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to come out earlier. Yeah, because Guardians of the Galaxy strikes me. Of course, we're on this strange Big Trouble in Little China kick. But why I would say that tonight is the Big Trouble in Little China came in like in June. Yes, and it was a movie that Marvel has brought back the concept that I don't think has existed for a long time which is, for boys, the movie that you will go back and see in the theater several times yes. over a summer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Star Wars was that way. Raiders of the Lost Ark was that American way. Graffiti. Terminator. Yeah, and way back when Terminator you saw many times. Big yeah. Trouble in Little China. And, and home video has kind of you know removed the need for that. But they've discovered with young women, certainly the Twilight movies, the Hunger Games, people mm-hmm. will go back again and again and again. And Marvel, And Marvel's the same way. And so it needs to be given time yeah. to stay alive in the yeah. theaters. Yeah. August 1st, well, a lot of kids are going to be back in school in three weeks. Yeah, if that. So, but August, you you don't want to go any further back out than that. You do August. Now, if they do August, are they going to have a DVD for Christmas? Oh, oh easily. Yeah. Even or, if they, yeah, oh, they will, regardless. Okay. Yeah, they will, they will probably release it in the end of October. I mean, let's be honest. You know, Thor was the beginning of November. Yeah. And that That's DVD is the beginning of February. So, you know, I mean, I actually, Thor's week. been on digital download. It comes out next week on DVD and Blu-ray. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's been available on digital download for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, so, so what, I mean, I'm just thinking right now we've got uh, Captain America coming out. Yes. And is, there's nothing between Captain America and Guardians, is there? No. Okay. So, but not not for Marvel. But they have in. What about other productions that they've announced? 
Are they uh, are they or are they? I don't care. Uh, no, uh, two things: <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man two, and, Amazing Spider-Man and two. X-Men: Days of Future. Past. But those are different. Oh that's wait, no, Days of Future Past is in between, isn't it? Yeah, that's those a, are different that's studios. Said. They're different studios. Different studios right, they're yeah. different studios. No, but but Marvel's was, keeping to two movies a, a summer. Okay. So they're not over. I, I was worried that they ha- might they're be overlapping over, too much. They're not overlapping the each other. But 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 here, Captain America is going to come out at the beginning of April. Right. So yeah. you got till August. No, 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 no. You can open it in late June. You give me April, May, June for Captain America, which I hope is as good. Yeah, but you got Disney now. I wonder what films they have planned for this summer. Disney's surprisingly light this summer. If uh, I remember yeah, they have no Pixar film. This no? is the first summer without a Pixar. Okay. Um, we're gonna have. I guess Big Hero Six will be the Christmas release. Yeah. That's in the animated animated film slot. There's not a whole yeah, lot. I can't wow. think of anything. Okay. There's no there's no pirates. There's no there's none of their big franchises are this nope. year. Nope. Nope. Wow. Nope. Okay. So So bringing in uh bringing in the Guardians earlier would be uh will be a, a smart great move. thing to do. They should have done it the other way around. They should have put Cap Muppets in. Most Wanted. Yeah, Muppets Most Wanted. Oh, Muppets. Oh, yeah. That's right. That is one of their properties now. Um, Bears. By the way, uh Maleficent in John. May. Oh, that's John Henson. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. Uh, planes, Fire and Rescue in no, July. No, no, that's a mistake. Switch Planes. Oh, God, nobody. Lo- no. No. Put Planes, Fire and Rescue in the Guardians of the Galaxy slot. Put Guardians of the Galaxy in Planes, Fire and Rescue. Put yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain America <laughs> one month apart from each other. No, no, you need some time. Yeah. I need to savor Captain America. You can do that with the Avengers. And you couldn't and you couldn't switch them because Captain America needed to be because you know there's gonna be a tie into Shield. Yeah, yeah. You know there's True. gonna be a tie into Shield. Big Hero Six is November. Yes, so that was the, the animated Christmas slot. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Which so, is probably the movie that I was told about way back when I uh, d- uh when I Interviewed. Interviewed in 2000. What was that? Yeah, a couple years ago when they first Seven? bought when they first bought Marvel. Yeah. 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 Probably. I mean, we we talk about it, and the thing is, again, there's. Uh, I'll reiterate. There's a there's a trade uh, collection of the of the last Big Hero Six miniseries uh, just sitting there, no one knowing what the heck it is. I do know that um, because I recommended it to. Um, Anna at Elusive, they have a big stock stored away to release when the movie comes out because everybody's going to want to get a sense. And it's a good book. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, as Chris just <laughs> noted for me, uh, Muppets Most, Most Wanted over the weekend, John Henson. John Henson. Uh, the 48 year old son of Jim Henson, the fa- creator of the Muppets, oh, yeah. uh, mm. passed away very suddenly of a heart attack. Shoveling snow? Uh, don't shovel snow, I people. Don't I don't know. I you know, yeah. but just uh, <laughs> he was Sweetums. He was Sweetums. That that always. I mean, even back when Jim was still around, he was Sweetums. And uh, well, now there's a job opening for you, Chris, and you don't need any felt. Interesting way to put it. Yes, I know, <laughs> and yet true. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> won't argue. Won't argue. He was Sweetums, and so that's a that is a that is a shame. Um. So let's see. Oh, my my phone went blank. Uh, we've talked Guardians. We've talked uh, now John Henson. Um, uh, we forgot to mention um, last week that Warner Brothers is moving forward with Tarzan with Alexander Skarsgård 
as uh, the band. Produced, uh, executive produced by Dark Horse. But you're going to go with Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Well, really, I mean, you, you and I talked about it and off yeah. the air and forgot to mention it's like, what a great, you know, again, That's what a great choice because you yeah. watch True Blood and see this guy can be feral, but he oh, can be yeah. totally urbane. Mm-hmm. Um, men want to be him. Women want to be with him. And men want to be with women him. Want him to, <laughs> men want to be women with want him. him to bite her. Bite, bite, bite them, want, yes, they, yes. They want him to bite her. They yeah. want him to go kriga. And uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic choice. And, Agreed. Uh, so David Yates, who directed a couple of the Harry Potters, is moving oh, nice. forward with uh, directing that. And uh, I can't, several hands, including I think John August at one point, has been mm-hmm. on the screenplay. And it's uh, it's one of the takes where it's uh, Tarzan goes to Hawaii. modern tarzan goes hawaii tarzan goes coconuts so i i don't i have fear of that title but uh what? no that was donnie marie and donnie going, marie. going coconuts, going coconuts? Yeah. yes um and tarzan goes to hawaii no it, it's uh not a lot out there but my suspicion let me just say that with a grain of salt my suspicion is this is oh say an umpteenth take on the actual first novel, Tarzan of the Apes, or what Hollywood has interpreted that novel to be. Um, so, uh, which is, I mean, all the books, all uh, for Edgar Rice Burroughs, uh, who wrote a lot of pot boilers. Yes. The Tarzan series are solid books, and they have oh, a absolutely. lot of depth to them that have never been captured by. Well, any, what I would any like to media. say is, let's, let's just hope it's like Tarzan of the Apes with tar- with the return of Tarzan, because Tarzan mm-hmm. of the Apes is a cliffhanger, really. Um, you know, in a sad boy. I remember reading that and going, what, what? This is how that book ends? Yeah. And then Return of Tarzan, you know, finishes it. So that epic of Tarzan of the Apes and Return of Tarzan to come together. It's kind to of the same thing you did thing. with John Carter Mars. and Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, but, it, but I think it's even more. Well, actually, you're right. John Car- uh, Princess of Mars ends with the what's in the egg. Yeah. Which they didn't even touch on in the movie. Um, so because yeah. that would have been really freaky. <laughs> I hope that they, might have made the movie do better. It's like what? There's an they lay there's eggs. An egg? <laughs> yeah. I have to say this. I'm I'm hoping they choose to adapt Philip Jose Farmer's Tarzan Lives because Tarzan that, Alive or Tarzan Alive, which is it has to be shot like a documentary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they they uh, Chris, I can say they won't. I love that book. That. that book, but that book would still be copyrighted. Yes, but the Farmer Estate, not exactly picky. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sci-fi. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> So we can go ahead and do that. At, we do can a, make that a, we a can feast make, unknown movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the book I was going to do. No, no, it's too dark. You it's do all dark. the voiceover. I'll do all the visual effects with still photos and PowerPoint. <laughs> I'm there. We, we've got a project. I, gentlemen, I think we've got a project. Um, Patent pending. Don't you know the farmer estate? Anybody at the farmer estate? Yeah, I know Betty. Well, when I say the farmer estate and you say Betty, which is... How more American could you get <laughs> could you than get say, Betty, Betty Farmer? Farmer. Um, why don't you ask Betty if we can do this PowerPoint? I think on it's it. a great idea. <laughs> anyway, I will do all the. Vo- I'm ready. Uh, so anyway, uh, there's that. The Lego Movie, by the way, because we were uh, Chris and I were mm-hmm. talking earlier about wanting the Batman uh, Lego, cups. the Batman Lego cups mm. from McDonald's. Um, they're awesome. They are. Uh, Everything is awesome. They're lenticular cups. Uh, ooh, they're sweet. Uh, the Lego Movie passed the two hundred million dollar mark in box office international worldwide. US. worldwide. worldwide. Okay. With most of their major markets still left unopened. What is Will Arnett's in ten days? 
I don't know, but have you heard the Batman song? Darkness. Have you? No. It's awesome. <laughs> you go. It's like you go. You know. It's got this really. Now this is real music. It has meaning. Darkness. Parents dead. Multimillionaire. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> it. I have actually not seen the movie, but I have been listening to uh, all the MP3s and all the stuff that's on YouTube. But right, and you can't escape everything is awesome. You can't escape everything is awesome, and you can't escape that that darkness clip, and you can't escape um, uh, the first gathering. Yes, which is <laughs> it's great. Somehow I have escaped all of this, and I really want to see the movie. And honestly, though, but like you go to Toys R Us, and I, I, I mean, because I've been contemplating, like, well, you know, my son's birthday's coming up, maybe I get a set. You cannot, they can't keep the Lego movie stuff in stock. In stock. Yeah. It yeah. is just gone. That's and, a natural. And they're selling the minifigures in bags. Oh, really? Yep. Can't find those. Oh, I saw children with them. I made the mistake <laughs> Saturday night of as I was, uh, I was being Rick Breschneider's personal shopper at the Disneyland Resort. Thank and you. and I went Thank to the, I went to, made the mistake of going to the Lego store and here's a little <laughs> tip from your uncle Derek <laughs> don't go to a Lego store when the number one movie in the world is the Lego, Lego movie. movie it's like I've never I've never been there when I saw empty shelves before wow and there were empty shelves we were down there like the third week in January and when we went to the Lego store it felt like their stock was low it's like they couldn't keep anything on the shelves there Everything was that... a line out the door to get in it was so crowded when we were there a couple weeks yeah. ago it's i mean it, yeah it's well, insane we've all been to Disneyland recently <laughs> oh and yet not at the same we need to touch okay no um Anyway, oh. even Nate did. Nate was there Friday for uh, for Valentine's Nate, Day. Nate, Tiffany, and Coco went to the Disneyland uh, yes. Resort right. Casino. Yes. Had not been there yet in years. You should go. Definitely hadn't been there since moving down here. It was wonderful. Yay. Good. Yeah. Hey, wow. We have we can bond. Uh, we we always bond. We're all nerds. Uh, that's true. Uh, I forgot. Uh, Toy Fair was this weekend re- revealed a few movie spoilers, which I won't really spoil, but to say if you want to find them online, I'm not running with it, but the ultimate form of the Green Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man 2. It's the one thing I hate about Toy Fair and the way marketing goes now is that toys do tell you things, including the ultimate form. The uh, Well, I don't think it's the uh, there's like maybe transitional, which I think we could all figure it out from the way that trailer was going, mm-hmm. what's going to happen with Green Goblin, and I like it. But the other thing is, uh, a spoiler we considered, uh, we hypothesized about in uh, months ago about Winter Soldier has been confirmed by the action figure. Really? So, um, you know, so there's, and then of course, and the toys for Guardians of the Galaxy. You can, in addition to a talking rocket raccoon, you can get a talking rocket raccoon mask for Halloween. Oh, I didn't see that. I like the, the statue with the gun. That's that, that's not a statue. That's the that talking moves. one. That's the talking toy. It moves. It yeah. moves. That's the one that Jason said he wants two to use as bookends. Yes. It moves. Wow. Which would make it hard to use as a bookend because they'll just yeah, knocking keep knocking the, the books on the door. Which and the raccoon would probably just laugh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then Lego sets. I mean, geez. And I got to say, this was I, I loved uh, like a lot of the pictures that I that I saw over the weekend because Toy Fair was like a lot of this reveal was on Saturday, and, and I'll admit, you know, uh, James Gunn was gushing on um, on Facebook about how he's always wanted to be part of creating a universe that would become a toy line, 
that, that you know that he'd have that contribution to American pop culture, which is really true because way back when with the specials, that's actually one of the subplots of the specials. They're getting their action figure line, and yeah. it's really oh, wow, and it's right. really and it's really important. But uh, a lot of people have forgotten that James actually wrote a novel before he turned screenwriter called The Toy Collector. And it's a dark story of trying to find all of those, like the, the strange change and try, trying to being this man child trying to get that through. Is, that is not a, a wildly fantastic story. There are many people who live that story day after day. But what I'm pleased to see is that he got to fulfill that story. Okay. You know, and that's some, you know, I, I, again, that guy's been nice and nothing but nice to Fanboy Planet from its very inception. And. To see somebody who I know is nice and has had his ups and downs artistically, perhaps, or financially successfully, uh, perhaps, uh, good guys win sometimes. Yeah, I just want to say it again: is you know he gets he gets to have all these toys that it's like I did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the James Gunn room. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy room, and you know. And now I'm going to play with them. You know, not even Mark Hamill does that. Man, all the Star Wars toys are in the garage. Uh, yeah, apparently on his 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 uh, Reddit questionnaire, mm-hmm. he says like he's not he hasn't seen Star Wars since it came out, and he's not really a big fan. I and actually know that to be a false. Oh, I know it too. But he said it. Shh. <laughs> I know, but he said it in the Reddit. It's been like I'm Buzzfeed right now. Like the top fifteen strange things we learned from Mark Hamill's Reddit, and I'm like, no, he's no. seen it. Yeah, I I've been in the audience with him when he's seen the, it. The he, he says Wars. that sort of thing so that people won't ask him trivia questions. Yeah, the, well, that's actually that is that true. Would make sense. I know because people do come up and correct him. He's, he has he did complain to me about that. <laughs> um, not that I did it, but he was saying that's that's one of the things. Sure. So it's not even a complaint. <laughs> it's just sort of a it's a you know it's more like a but this is what happens when I come right. And he has to be and he goes I don't know I don't know I I have no idea right. That's a good that's a good imitation. Don't ask the Joker what's going on in <laughs> Star Wars. Wait a minute, is Lee Press on here? I was actually going to say, is uh, Dame Maggie Smith arrived? Uh, oh, she... I should have gone with Joan Plowright. Joan Plowright. <laughs> <laughs> Intellectual nerd <laughs> pretension. You can only get it here. It could only get worse if we invited Tom Galloway to the table. And <laughs> speaking of... Does he do voices too? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> but um, uh, maybe, uh, not consciously. Uh, anyway, uh, but speaking of, and this is a horrible segue, you watched what I still have not had a chance to in the Game of Code. Oh, yeah. You watched Odd Thomas. I did. Oh. <laughs> so I swear, Tom Galloway, if you're listening, that was an unintentional segue. <laughs> so, yeah, that we... we uh, I got a thing in the mail that said that it was available for download, uh, rental download from Amazon for yes. like 10 bucks. And you and I had talked about it just like Last a couple week. days before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we, I have to preface this by when Justin and I would drive down to Southern California to go to Gen Con SoCal when it was still happening, we'd do audiobooks on the way. And Odd Thomas was one of the first ones we did Yeah, up and back on audio. Justin loves the series. He's gone and read the whole series since then. So when I told him, hey, there's a movie, we sat down for it one night. And really, really true to the book, a really fun, exciting, scary book. It's not a big budget. They, I'm sure most of their budget went for one specific set of CGI stuff mm-hmm. that they did. But... Uh, highly recommended. The Odd Thomas story is basically about this guy who 
can see the dead, and the dead know they that he can see them, and the dead come to him to try and get him to uh, put the people who bring justice to the people who sure. killed them, um, and so they're they're the victims. And Odd knows his first name is Odd. Odd knows that his life is very complex, so he he actively tries to simplify it. He doesn't own a car. He lives in a small town. He's a fry cook, yeah. all this stuff. But he continually, in the small town, has to work with the one police officer who understands his power and and try and bring justice. And then something happens, and I'm not going to spoil the movie because it's supposed to come out in March. It says theatrical release in march this is like a preview which limited, probably means limited, it's be limited the, release limited theatrical release like what's happening with sports. right right yeah. with a limited release in art the films and then uh, available on dvd and blu-ray after, right and shortly after anton that. yelchin as odd thomas yes and uh, oh. willem dafoe as the sheriff right? and oh, dafoe excellent. is really really good in this um yeah, which he usually is not yeah. always but usually yeah, yeah he's 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 a he has kind of a He's the, he's the sheriff of the town. He's the one Odd works with. He's got right. kind of a funny recurring thing with with Odd that I won't again I won't spoil. The um, Justin Justin said there were like only like two differences in the book, and they're both from the book, and they were both uh, entirely understandable why they did them. Um, but uh, terrific little film to just sit down and watch some night. Oh, great! Cool. Highly yeah. recommended. I like that. Yeah. All right, we like that. We're going to go to television because you're probably going to have to sit down and watch it on television at this yeah. point. Um, uh, which is uh, that, uh, you know, you brought up and I thought uh, about a day that maybe we should at least mention it and acknowledge that back on, and it happened about a month ago, we kind of missed it, was that AMC is moving forward with an adaptation of Preacher. Yes. With yes. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg as the producers and writers, but they promised not to be the actors. Yeah. So I think that's a decent choice and apparently they are rabid 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 fans of uh of the graphic novels and uh it'll be interesting to see how that plays out we've said that before and amc has a good history of putting money into productions that a lot of other places sci-fi channel wouldn't necessarily do yeah and they're uh, for example uh, for example base uh, motel which is something that they easily could have done just completely crapped out on and I'm gonna start watching because it it's on that season one is on Netflix right now, and I want to check that out. It's well, it for me, it's the best show of last year because I wanted to watch it and then just missed and it got too mm-hmm. late. You know, at a certain point yeah. with Comcast, not necessarily a rip since Comcast will own us all within three months. Uh, what do. Disney does not own of me will be owned by Comcast, and uh, but uh, you know that they, they they only have like five episodes usually yeah. of of the shows I want to watch on on demand. Yeah, though it is on Netflix now. That's what I just said. Yeah, so yeah. now I'm going to catch saying. up with it on Netflix. It's I on Netflix. It. Yes. You should see it on Netflix. I, I mean, That's where I've been watching Really? Of late. Not Hulu? I watched it initially when I was it was on TV because right. I do that. So, but And you have a short memory, so you uh, watch on Netflix now. What was your name? It, it is on Netflix. This is great. Yes. Yeah. Great. Wow. I'm going to change your name to Dory. <laughs> okay, so. Um, hey, look, a castle. <sighs> anyway. no, that was the show, Castle. It's very good. My yeah, friend's on it this week. Was oh, on it this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's my, very, very good. My friend's on Sleepy Hollow. Anyway, so... Um, How anyway, is that? Good. Really? I finished Sleepy Hollow this weekend, which is also worth saying, watch that. That's on Comcast right now on Hulu. Magnificent. And I, again, loving that we're going to the shorter seasons because the mm-hmm. cliffhanger was fantastic. Huh. Was great. 
Uh, I like two small seasons instead of one small season, but I like one. I like one small season. Like I like what a Lost did, where you got six or seven episodes, and then you got the thirteen episode back. You know, I don't think that that phrase has been uttered in about ever two decades. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, we did get more Gotham casting news today, yes. which. I thought it was a good choice. Yeah. Uh, Drew Campbell said, uh, I'm not going to watch it. I'm like, I don't care. You're, you're I'm excited. Uh, it was interesting because last week when they announced like all the other character descriptions and they had this gangster called Fish, Fish. Mooney in the description, I really, I, as I put in the article, my mind flashed to Abe Vigoda. I yeah. knew it wasn't going to be Abe Vigoda, <laughs> but I thought it would be some like old time gangster like in the long Halloween or something like that, you know, because, yeah. uh, but no, they go with Jada, Jada Pinkett, Pinkett Smith. Smith. And I thought, wow, because I, it's totally against what I was thinking. Yeah. And then it sets up, oh, she's a nightclub owner, which then makes sense why Oswald Cobblepot will rise and form the Iceberg Lounge, you know, and have that as a front because that's what he knows, you know. Yeah. The less and less, and Nate, stay, stay with me here, the less and okay. less they are sticking to the ripping off of the Kevin Smith Paul Dini suggestion of what Gotham should be. Um, and the more they're creating what they said Gotham was going to be at the beginning, the better, the more I want to watch that show. Yep. I am excited. I am genuinely excited. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be, and going to series because Fox, I, which I forgot to note Fox at the upfronts, uh, last, last month said, uh, they had a program. We said they're doing away with pilot season. So that oh, if they're yeah. gonna bother shooting a first episode, they're going to series. No, have they said that it's gonna be multiple series if they can run it, or are they thinking mini series? Or it's gonna be years. It's gonna be. They're they're looking for a seven year arc. Wow, they're looking seven year arc. They're looking to cast a ten year old to be young Bruce Wayne. Okay, to recur, I will assume, and then logically that series will end when he disappears to do a train. When, no, I think when he puts on the cowl. That's oh, what he, he says. Back. Was, yeah. He puts on the cowl. So will, that's about seven. I will say this. This one this one problem that I am having right now with this going away of pilot season. So many actors are not going to get their annual gig anymore. Well, okay. Well, no, that's true. And I was listening to a, a, a podcast about that, too. Script, script Notes with John mm. August and Craig Mazin, mm. which is really good. Uh, mm. A friend recommended it to me. And I've been listening to about power through about four this weekend. And, um, yeah, and that's a, a note they make, uh, that that's mm -hmm. actually where a lot of professional writers also yeah. survive for the year by writing a pilot. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> and it's just Fox doing it. But the reality is, like, HBO and AMC have been without a pilot season for quite some time. They, they really? should, no, they, well, you know, they, if they're going to bother with the pilot, mm -hmm. they're going to bother with the series. Hmm. Which is why even when they said FX has, you know, powers, they shot a pilot, didn't like it doesn't mean powers is dead just mm. means they got to figure out how to make that pilot better yeah you know so um or maybe they won't but there it is and true the explosion of web series has also helped with that right because right. you can do because you literally can do a pilot and then just sell it as a web series and you may say that there are actors that are gonna be out of, out of work but the re <laughs> but you went to web series and you went to how many how many channels are doing fiction that's true anyway or even not even fiction they're doing their documentary shows in which they're hiring actors. Yeah. The Vikings? 
uh, I don't know about the I haven't, I haven't watched the Vikings, it. but I, I have a friend who was in Dead Man Walking with a few years ago mm-hmm. who's been on like a bunch of biography true crime shows playing victims, you know, and oh, wow. so um yeah, I mean people there's a lot there are, mm-hmm. while pilot season might reduce what would think maybe high quality acting roles <laughs> and I I say that loosely, um there's still a lot out there. That's true. And so, you know, that that's the reality. Um a show that I thought that I really didn't think was going to have anything to do with Fanboy Planet when it started, but really does. And I'm not sure, I'm not even sure if you started watching it, Rick, is on HBO, True Detective. Oh, yeah. No, I missed the first two episodes, and so I've been meaning to sit down and watch and power through them. Well, here's, uh, I got con- two things confirmed this weekend that makes it, this is right up our alley. Aside okay. from great performances by matthew mcconaughey who, all the preview commercials who i am I, on record yeah, on the podcast totally of having previously hated and now i'm a huge matthew mcconaughey fan because he's brilliant on this show mm-hmm. and i've always loved woody harrelson so yeah. i was gonna yeah. gonna watch this anyway but uh their murder case <clears throat> and i yes. thought this was sort of like thrown off as a detail and like they didn't mention again the murderer mentions leaves a note behind and mentions the king in yellow Ooh. And McConaughey keeps having uh, hallucinations, and it's confirmed that basically this is a oh film, my god, really? This is a this is a detective series involving Lovecraftian existential horror, and um and then I read I have an a interview. copy of the King Yellow up on the shelf uh, if you want to read it. I I might. Um, <laughs> no, if you read it, you go insane. <laughs> you yeah. might. Yeah, you might. As opposed to where I am now, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the work on that. the creator who was a uh, recently, I mean, he's only turned screenwriter. He wrote two episodes of The Killing on AMC, oh. and then created this series. He was a novelist, uh, has a couple published novels. Nick Pizzolatto. He gave an interview this weekend where he said actually his biggest influences are he grew up in Louisiana, and he read Alan Moore and Grant Morrison, and so he's. He's basically writing a detective show the way he thinks that either Alan Moore or Grant Morrison would have, you know, that that he's heavily influenced I by I may be him. up late tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. So, you know, again, to our to our fanboy planeteers, uh, our fandroids, if you are not watching True Detective, you are missing great television anyway. But the fact and, – and, and it isn't overt. And that's what it was like. I was kind of like – when, oh, so it's like the killer is going to be somebody that um, that read a lot of Lovecraft. <laughs> uh, you know, no, no. you're going to drive me insane. All right, fine. What's that binding made out of? Human skin. <laughs> um, oh, it's autographed, translated from the French at the Armitage House. Ooh, oh. hello. What's yeah, it was, play, a, limit. it was right? a limited edition. Yeah, it's the play. But is it? Uh, it figures in a in a story. A story. But this is this is someone decided to do the play. Hmm. Oh no no no! See, this is the history deeper. Is that actually Lovecraft took the King in Yellow from somebody else? Ah, oh, in the 1890s, who influenced Lovecraft? So this is just a knockoff. That's not the <laughs> real story. Um, oh no, it's not the story. No, this is supposed to be the play that features that's featured in the story. Right, but uh, so anyway, the King in Yellow, like an onion. Okay, and uh, anyway, so, uh, and then let's say, uh, did you see on Facebook, uh, I'm sure it's going on other sites, the What If Doctor Who Had Been American? <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Uh, so this is the part where where Nate can just snuggle with uh, with Coco for a bit. Yeah. Uh, Done deal. Okay. Three perfect pieces in there. Okay. Give me the. Give me your three. Burgess Meredith. He even first looks do- like him as the first Doctor. Absolutely no question. Fourth Doctor Gene Wilder. Yes. Absolutely perfect. Dead on. It was really good. And maybe it's just me, but Sam Rockwell as the eleventh Doctor. As the eleventh. I uh, thought it was brilliant, and I would even go uh, Nicholas Cage as the tenth. Yes, yeah. would, it was brilliant as well. Uh, or, or, or sorry, as the ninth. Uh, as Sam the Rockwell ninth. is the tenth. Eleventh no. is uh, is Donald the, Glover. Donald Glover is the eleventh. Yes. yes, and then who ended up being Brian the twelfth? Cranston. Brian Cranston, also a good. Ch- yes, Dick Van Dyke is number two. Yeah, was interesting. That's true. And although I do like the fact that the uh, the old Doctor is Harrison. The war doctor. Um, <laughs> which did beg a question. I mean, just an interesting, not to Nate, but interesting to me. <laughs> like thinking of, I mean, there were two films. There were, you know, Peter, Peter Cushing, Cushing adaptations. Right. But with the insane long, 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 long history of American television trying to duplicate the success of British television, adapting sitcoms. Sanford and Son. Right. Um, uh, All in the Family, yeah. Three's Company, uh, mostly sitcoms, I realize that, right. but still. Yeah. The it, Office. It, it is kind of interesting. Well, but that came, you know, I, know, I, I, I throw that off because it came much later. Right. But, but the history goes back that far as to, why didn't they? I mean, I know oh, they a, did. There was a Fox movie in the 90s. Yes. But right. it still counts in continuity. Why didn't American television attempt it? I mean, there's even American James Bond yes. in the 50s. Why is was there not? They tried more. They've tried more than once. Um, part of it is the fact that the major networks at that point were still so science fiction phobic in so many ways that they had this idea that if you were going to do a science fiction show, it had to be set on a spaceship. It had to have monsters, X, Y, and Z. It had yeah. to have monsters. Yeah, it's the Twilight um, Zone. And yeah. Doctor Who didn't quite fit that. The other thing was, uh, a lot of time it was just bad timing. There was one attempt in the late 70s, maybe even the late 60s, but in this time frame where they, they tried to do... They syndicated it in the they 70s. They syndicated it in the 70s, and... They tried to do this one, and I don't even think they ever got around to casting it, but it turned out that there was all sorts of legal ramifications that caused it to be just completely shelved. Right. And, the and they, were, they, were, they were fine with bringing stuff over, too, because you, yeah. got, you got like little flurries of like the Champions and mm-hmm. uh, the Avengers. Yeah. And, um, and there was an American Avengers, right? Wasn't there? No. No, you're thinking of uh, the Persuaders, which still wasn't. Okay. That was still, it was still a, a British, British production. British production oh, really? but it had Roger Moore and mm-hmm. Roger Moore and Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but right. you know what the other thing was? And Space 1999 and UFO, right. all the Jerry right. Anderson yeah. stuff. But. Yeah. But another thing was the failure of the prisoner on CBS. That's true. Okay. That's it. Thank you. I I just you know I mean because I was looking at that going that's funny those all those actors at that time were way too big there's no way they would have done it and that's uh, sorry. yeah well except, I, except possibly Burgess Meredith he yeah. would have been the doctor again the prisoner oh, was God. that was so anti the way networks worked with McGowan having so much creative control over that show exactly that they probably left a bad taste in their mouth when they couldn't bring monsters into it or whatever they yeah well but uh, spaceships yeah. Also, one of those things where it worked against. I mean, it had its ending. It's that not that many episodes, and right, and that's not the way American television wanted to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about those. If there seasons. was an American version. I might have watched it. 
<laughs> there was. It was on Fox in the nineties. Yeah. Even though it had a British doctor still, the the master, the arch villain was Eric Roberts. Roberts. Yep. And it was set in San Francisco. Yep. Yes. I'm aware. Yes. Because I, I occasionally go to Gallifrey One, the but Doctor Who convention, but, you but didn't I didn't this go year. this year. No, so I watched parts of it last year. Did we? Did we get any good uh, news out of it? I did. Yes, you did. So tell me. So our good friends uh, from Community created a character called Inspector Space Time. Dan Harmon. Let's say good friends. Dan Harmon. Let's give the pedigree. Yes, Dan Harmon. Wonderful. Did improv with many, 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 many years ago. That's right. I have his pictures currently on my Facebook cover photo. I know. Teach me your whoring ways. (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, But what was so great is that the actor who played Inspector Space Time uh, basically took the character and ran with it. And there was all these fan productions. And he started a a web series uh, called The Doctor... Who is also a space traveler? Yes, or no, no, not the it's not the doctor. The inspector who is also a space traveler and can also travel he through didn't, time. He didn't have the rights to uh, to Inspector Space. Time. Yes, but Dan Harmon was away from the show when they determined that he couldn't do call it Inspector Space Time. Right. Well, it's a surprise that Dan Harmon back on the show and now they're doing an Inspector Space Time movie with Robert Picardo, Sylvester McCoy, Chase Masterson. And someone else whose name I've forgotten. Uh, the third doctor. Oh, yeah, that was no, that was Sylvester McCoy. Sylvester McCoy no, no, the yeah. third doctor. Chase the Masterson doctor. and Picardo so, yeah. and someone else. Um, um, yeah, so there's a now going to be an Inspector Space Time film uh, with all these wonderful science fiction stars of yesterday. Um, but more important than that is that Tony Lee is writing an Inspector Space Time comic for IDW. Mm. And that is spectacular that makes it real can yes. you write this up for fanboy planet as a written article because i have not seen anywhere a report out of gallifrey one on any of the news sites really oh wow that mentioned this uh that was all over my facebook page on saturday i'm sure or sunday yes did you and... wipe it off oh i see what you did there yes yes anyway um um am i cutting this part out too yeah no. probably yeah, that was a little, uh, <laughs> i don't know it's so hard to know and we're back. <laughs> um, but no, no I, I just know about one minute and 40 seconds. <laughs> one, one hour, 40 minutes in, I have to start <laughs> dancing. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, but Gallifrey, I didn't get to go this year, sadly, because we were saving up for London. But there there was the typical, there were again more talk about. Uh, By more. the way, the sadness of a sci-fi fan's life. I didn't go to Los Angeles for Gallifrey because I'm trying to save up for London. London. Did I tell you why we didn't go to Gallifrey? We're saving it for London. I yeah. know, I know. Yeah. Oh, did I mention that? You we're know why going? I didn't go? I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you didn't go because you didn't get tickets in time. That's and the that's honest probably, truth. No, yeah. I, you know, you I tried to get tickets. Um, this year I did not try. I thought you did. Mm-hmm. Not this year. That was last year where I tried oh, okay. to sign up. Yeah. The, okay. This year I I thought, uh, no, I already know that my big the big costs are going to be, you know, if I go to um, uh, not Comic Con. Well, yeah, Comic Con and uh, WonderCon. Ah. Yeah, WonderCon would actually be worth well, WonderCon tickets went out, didn't they? And they're still available because yeah. nobody wants to go to WonderCon. I, I don't want to go to WonderCon. Yeah, but I can go to Disneyland too. I have true. a t- I have a pass. But more important than any of that is yes. the fact that there is again talk uh, from enwisened sources about more lost Doctor Who episodes. I did see something about that, and the ones that they're talking about are the to fill in which would complete the first season. Marco Polo. Uh, yes, would be the last 
it's two episodes of Marco Polo are missing still. I don't know how many are missing, but I but yeah. I know that that's part of the first season. Yeah, and so it would actually be it would supposedly be the fill in for the rest of that, and that that's huge news. But it wasn't officially announced. It was merely I think uh, what's his name Morris, the guy who we're playing the dance again. We are. I mean, because it was the, how many yep. times was that debunked? You know, in the last and then year, rebunked and <laughs> debunked, rebunked, <laughs> bebop a loo bunked and. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and it's it's interesting that we now know of the existence of the lot that led to those first ones being released. Yes. Now, what that means from that point is the real question. Well, I'd say, I mean, it really felt like with the existence of that lot where they had denied it for so long, my suspicion, and mm-hmm. off, based off nothing other than, well, you fooled us once, shame on, on you, um, is that there were more, but they cleaned up what they could to make a big 50th yeah. anniversary thing. Otherwise, right. if they'd said, we've got all these episodes and you can't see them for another three years, yeah, that wouldn't have been as fun as, okay, in the month before the 50th yeah. anniversary, you can finally see, and you had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want a bunch of cheering fanboys or a bunch of crying well, fanboys? Well, what's the one with the Abominable Snowman? The Web of Fear. Web, yeah, of, fear. Web of Fear. Web of Fear, which deals with the great intelligence who was mm-hmm. the villain in the 50th anniversary. Uh, or the running up yep. to the 50th anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, they really had yeah. to get that out there if they could, you know. so yeah. And although the other thing is also that it is likely that the biggest problem is right now is grading how much degradation has happened on these things. Um, yeah. And then I don't know if you've ever tried to do any restoration at all on, on any media. It's insanely hard. What a hilarious question that was to me. <laughs> I've never tried to do restoration. I have. <laughs> I, mean, I, have, I, have done, well, I know you're a you're a curator at a museum. Of yes. course, you have. Uh, film restoration is insanely hard. Video restoration is a hundred times harder. But basically, I mean the 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 ones that like mm-hmm. even uh, there's a good film on Lawrence of Arabia. The restoration yes. of that oh, they yeah. go by frame by frame because mm-hmm. the each frame has different scratches in it. Yeah, bubble, yeah, yeah. bubbles from heat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, and you know if you have. Now, what could even be worse is if they have multiple copies of episodes and then doing comparison and all that stuff. That's even nuttier. But it sounds like we're going to be hearing in the near. Of I either... I hope so. And the in the but you know the the reality is we'll wait. Yeah. I, oh yeah. yeah. I don't think I you, the great thing about Capaldi. Bless him. So bless him. So far, I have heard nothing. I have heard no dimming. In American enthusiasm, you know, like this, the speculation no. was Matt Smith's gone. You got all those fangirls in a small and completely non-scientific sampling of the teenage girls that I know that are into Doctor Who. Not a one of them has wavered in their excitement. No, but what's really? going to happen with Peter Capaldi? I've Not I've heard a, a couple. I've overheard a couple of conventions who've been kvetching about. Oh, you saw all day. Well, yeah, I have but, not. Okay, and I thought, and again, and, but I, you know what? I don't care. No, yeah. I know, but but what I'm saying is, in the in the big scheme of things, is there's still thing. I mean, you know, and and that that I thought as well, the loss of Matt Smith. Now, I've mm-hmm. I've watched probably uh, the time of the Doctor almost as many times as you have, because mm-hmm. my son has insisted on watching it several times. He loves that. He loves saying goodbye to Matt Smith, and he, but he's still so excited about what is this older man going to bring to it yeah what is the next doctor going to be like and then what's the doctor after that going to be like and so well we can only hope that we bring them in on you know teenage titillation and they eventually learn what a good story is worth you know that that 
that you I just described my dating life <laughs> uh, <laughs> that you may have just titled my autobiography. <laughs> Chris Garcia bringing them in on teenage Me titillation. titillation. <laughs> and uh, then just tell them a good story. I meant the evolution from my childhood. I don't mean now. I'm yeah, not with I see, God. I see, no, I see. you know. But uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and I think actually part of it also is that Clara's still there. And she has been. She resonates of, with the girls. Yeah, she really does. Yeah. Um. And I'm. I personally. I because mean, hey, get with it, man. This is the year of Frozen. It's Anna and Elsa. It is girl power now. And if you two win the Oscar, instead I love it of when Frozen, you say I'll girl so power. Mad. What did I become a girl when I said no, that? You sound like <laughs> he's working for a man. He's like the, the lost Spice Girl. <laughs> girl power. <laughs> Dalek Plowright. Dalek Spice. <laughs> girl power. Wow, that hurt. Tell I me mean, what you want, what you really, really want. And Nate is just sitting there. <laughs> Nate just reminded us we should move on. Yes, yes, all right. So we got some game stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's, 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 let's do wrestling last, because then Nate will come back with one last burst of energy as he hears it and gets excited. Yeah. Uh, the DC, you have both. We uh, have both. Deck building games from Crypt- Cryptozoic. For the DC Universe and, and for the Marvel Universe. So the Marvel Universe uh, is actually done by Upper Deck. Oh, that's right, yes. Who are, who are uh, they're very famous for Baseball sports card. cards. But yes. they've also done some other, some other um, uh, card Trading games. Card games, yeah. So we sat down on Monday, Monday, on President's Day, with Shang-Chi. And we played multiple games, including, and, and most purposely, we wanted to do these two games so we could compare them, because they are both what's called deck-building games. It's even on the box on so, DC. And on the DC one, it's called, it says the DC deck-building game. And the way these things... Creative? A deck-building game comes from a mechanic that has been used in Magic the Gathering tournaments called drafting. And in drafting, you start off with a pool of cards, and then you take turns choosing cards out of that pool, and you eventually build your deck, and then you go to well. Go there's combat. a there's a very uh, pop Dominion. Is that right? Dominion. Uh, yeah. Dominion was one of the fir- first, probably the first, arguably the first uh, deck building game. I have played Dominion and yes. crushed the people that taught me. Excellent. So well, it was you weird. know it was terribly unexpected. The, the way you start off in any of these games is with They've a small group of cards, usually 10, and you draw a, a, a hand of cards. You shuffle those cards, and they are basically small amounts of currency or money or whatever, and then power or victory points that you, you, you're going to get a mixed hand the first couple of times with which you're going to establish your initial mm-hmm. drafting. Your mm-hmm. first, and you draft out of a pool. Most of them, you just continue to build your deck until you eventually have enough points to win. Um, but in these two games, it was uh, they were varied and different um, methods. So we'll start with the DC one. Um, the DC super, the DC deck building game is primarily focused on the Justice League characters: Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash. Uh, they've also got uh, Aquaman, Green Arrow, Green Arrow, no Green Lantern. Oh, both actually. Did they have Green Arrow? Yeah. Okay. And um, as a play, as a player card. Oh Green no, Arrow? not as a player. That's right. right. He was right. one of the pickable cards. Um, and uh, and Cyborg. Cyborg, yes. So each one of these gives you right off the bat. You start off with a power. So I played Wonder Woman, 
which meant that every time I acquired a villain card, I'd be able to draw up one additional card in my hand for the next round. You were Batman. I was Batman, so every time I got equipment, I got a bonus power. Yeah. And then Justin was Green Lantern. And yeah. Green Lantern was really kind of overpowered. Yeah, ridiculously strong. Anytime he was able to play three cards that were not the same card, he got... Plus three power or something yeah, like that. Yeah, an, an ungodly amount of power. Mm-hmm. So basically in the the DC game, it's overtly you're playing against the other characters. Yes. You are, you are trying to... You, there's a stack of supervillain cards. It starts with Race of Ghoul. Mm-hmm. And you, the rest are, it always starts with Ray's because he kind of sits there. Yeah. He doesn't have a plot that actively attacks anyone. Mm-hmm. But as soon as someone's able to take him out, then you get one of, I think, seven additional cards that are shuffled underneath him. Yeah, dark side. And what? And, and you, you go through acquiring cards and then attacking and, and finally uh, dealing with um, Ray's uh, or the supervillain. And each one of the cards has a point value on it. So when you go through all the supervillains, you then look at your decks and see who has the most points. And there are combinations, too. So if you have uh, Suicide Squadron cards, don't have any mm-hmm. point values by themselves, but they have a point. Each one is worth the number of points of all the super, all the uh, Suicide Squad cards you have. Mm-hmm. Um, the, game, the game plays uh, fairly straightforward. I don't think we had... Much of any no, rules questions no, on we, this one? We didn't really have any rules questions. It was very, it was very straightforward. I'd never played any deck building game, and after you know, I got sort of the basic gist. Uh, I was off and running with it. I think that it had a very, a simpler mechanic than the Marvel game for sure. Right. right. Um, and I thought it was. I thought it it played reasonably fast, even with people who hadn't played. Yeah, I mean, we, we taught we taught you probably in about. 10 minutes of pre-game instruction that we've probably done in about 40 minutes total, I think. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing about this game for me is it had a very different flavor because you were actually, you were actually playing as an assigned superhero, mm-hmm. which I think is one of, one of the, one of the flavors of it. But I think it was also a weakness because we just now were talking about it and man, uh, if kids, if you want to win this game, if first time you're playing with your friends, Get Green Lantern. Yeah, Green much. Lantern. Justin just he double. I came in second with like twenty one points, and Justin oh, was up second. like well, I, I twenty nine. Oh, you had twenty nine. Oh, that's right. You miscounted your cards yes. the first time, so you had twenty nine. Justin was up like forty one. Yeah. So, um, good game. We all want to play it again. I, I think I do really want to play it again. Um, one of the Not one of now. the noteworthy things about this is that I think it's been out. They both both this and the Marvel one came out about the same time. And this has a planned expansion, which looks like it's bringing more of the teen characters into play. Okay. But it doesn't have any expansions for it yet. But so we'll turn from this to the Marvel. Uh, the Marvel Legendary. legendary. Uh, so it's just called Legendary. Um, well, wasn't there uh, a previous game called Legendary as well? Or did they... I, I don't think that this is a. It's not built on a legendary system or anything. It's okay, just it's called legendary. Okay. But again, by upper deck. So all the cards, cardstock is really good, and the print quality is really good. How's the gum? This, I don't chew gum. They never did gum in upper deck. The uh, 
It's probably true. Oh, <laughs> the look of contempt. <laughs> so, oh, sweetums. <laughs> this one, this one is. I think the big difference between this and the oh, there, there are a couple of big differences between the two. First off, this is a cooperative game because the game is actually advancing as you play it. The game is advancing its agenda, mm-hmm. and you are trying to stop it. So every time it changes players a new villain comes onto the field and the villains are already out there get pushed up further on the on the rank so you describe this as the game has its own agenda yes it's like an ai okay. yeah it is actually it, is. it has you're playing against a more of a game mechanism here than uh, i'll explain that later uh you're oh, playing sorry. more against uh the game which has a mechanism whereby the the villain and there's a solitary villain we played against the red skull yeah and the Red Skull is basically the big power in the background. And then these smaller villains come out and they're basically moving across the city. And if they're able to execute their plot and escape, if too many of them do that, nobody wins. Everybody loses. The, the villains win the day and, you know, it's the end of it. They're, if you're able to stop that from happening, everyone wins, but there's still a most legendary player who is the one who has the most points. And this is one thing that Justin didn't like because he thought it was kind of a cooperative game. Uh, it was faking being a cooperative game, and it was a competitive game. And I think that just his his own aesthetic as to what he prefers. I think it's a fair it's a fair thing to say. It is a cooperative game, but you have to decide whether or not how much to push your own agenda against everyone losing which is kind of like life yeah yeah i was gonna say it's it's like it's certainly like the podcast yeah it's like it's keynesian versus uh uh was it drakean economic theory uh sure sorry but I'm, but, but uh, the big uh, the other big difference in this mm-hmm. is that everyone starts off with shield cards so you have like power or you have three power cards for shield and the rest are currency so you have to start mm-hmm. off with 12 cards and you draw seven s- boring episodes and then Okay. Now, but everyone, so you don't have your own individual power. Everyone is drawing from the same pool. Yes. And you are more, it's more like you're assembling a Marvel team than playing as an individual character, which, whereas in DC, you're playing, you're definitely, you are definitely Batman yeah. and Justin. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. I understand. But, um, so in this one, you, you have to decide how, how you're going to, once you start seeing the cards, how you're going to, which ones you're going to optimize for. Sure. So if you got like, yeah. if you went for Captain America. Now he, for an audio, we might be getting too deep into the mechanics. So yeah. the upshot I'm going to ask right now, because we're long and we got wrestling, right, 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 right. is which one, if I were to say, Rick, you can only have one. I was trying to get everyone nailed down on this. And I think it it just comes down to which appeals to you more as far as I want to play as a character or I want to play as a hero. Yeah. Um, the other things you want to consider are how well is this being supported by the company? Mm-hmm. The legendary gaming system has already had two expansions to it. One called dark city. And the other one is the fantastic four, which the initial set was the Avengers and some X-Men, uh, yeah. and Spider-Man, Spider-Man. uh, who's an Avenger actually. So uh, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, um, you're telling me that DC is having, Fantastic having Four. a difficult time with their expansion. It is their, kind of a uh, metaphor <laughs> metaphor for the way the magazines are working right now, isn't it? Now, on the other hand, I much preferred the DC 
game. I thought it was less convoluted. I liked the uh, character aspect. And I just thought well, the card design was better. Saying is, is, I would have to say is, Justin and Chris were both more on the DC side, and I was much more on the legendary side. Uh, I yeah, if I'll, I'll hazard, I'd probably be more DC. Uh, my guess is I like a cleaner, simpler game. I know that you get very wrapped up. I like in I like the depth of this one and the fact that the game was actually playing its own game against me. So mm-hmm. that was nice. Was just like life ultron ultron yeah. <laughs> That's true, it's thinking <laughs> oh daddy all right so yes so that's it no yeah. okay anyway so you got some wrestling news yes just a wrestling wrestling yes well the big news today that actually just came out was the passing of uh, a wrestler who had a large number of names uh big daddy viz mabel of the men on a mission uh, oh no! Yeah, Nelson Fraser died. Uh, was one of the larger wrestlers of all time. Uh, at one point, he was well over seven hundred and fifty pounds. Good um, God. giant man. Um, but need a bigger boat. Beloved backstage, and was only forty three, which you know. Okay, but yeah, well, you just mentioned he was seven hundred pounds. pounds. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to because look again. Uh, yeah. I'm no, I'm no. You're a slender reed. Yes. I'm no slender reed. I'm no weeping willow, <laughs> but. Crap on a cracker. Yeah. He was never a great wrestler. He was a decent personality. He played the monster pretty well. Um, and he worked for WWE, worked for, I'm sorry, the WWF. Um, he also worked for our good friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a panda hater. Um, he also worked for our good friends uh, over at TNA very briefly, I think. But yeah. yeah. We have good friends at TNA. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Chris Daniels is still there. TNA is great. Yeah, I just don't know. We have friends there. That's yeah, it. Chris Daniels. I don't know him. When are you going to introduce us? You're ashamed of us. I met uh, your boys, Chris Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, at Comic Con a couple years ago. Yeah, I was about to say they go to Comic Con. You should run into them. They can't be hard to find. I may have actually <laughs> run into them, and nobody was there to introduce me. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. Um. But yeah. So that that's sort of the sad news, and of course now. Uh, there's the whole CM Punk thing that's happening. I was going to ask you, what's been going on with that? So he's officially not released from the WWE. They put out a, a thing on their site specifically stating he was not released. He's been removed from all future bookings. He's not mentioned as a part of uh, the Elimination Chamber anymore. He's, again, specifically not mentioned as being at WrestleMania this year. Okay. Which definitely makes me think he's going to be at WrestleMania. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, <laughs> Nate can't think, argue with that. Me thinks he doth protest too I know, much. No, no, no. I just like the way that was timed. Yeah, and he's definitely not going to be there, which makes me think he's definitely, definitely going to be there. there. I, I, I'm, we do know the ways of the WWE. <laughs> yes, and there are people who are still talking that they want him to go into MMA, but again, he's a little old. And but there haven't been any talks with Dana White, for example. So, who knows? I'll keep you all abreast every time I show up here. Excellent. There was, I did see an interview with Dana White where he was specifically asked about that, and he's like, I don't know, I've never even seen him train. Oh, so. that's interesting. Okay, so, yeah. all right. Yeah, hey, well, well, all and, right. and actually I should also mention, if you're at Cinequest, see the man behind the mask. Which you've got a review up on Fanboy Planet this week. That's right, uh, yes. Well, you know, see everything. I, I'm experimenting with this is... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cap out here. You know, it's regional. If you're in the San Jose area, and I know a lot of people locally do uh, do listen to the podcast, read the site, and if you're in the Bay Area. So there are a couple of events where, like, I know. Or if you're independent and wealthy and you want to see some good films. Yeah. Well, I, and I'm going to go with the social side of things. Okay. Because I was thinking about this on uh, last Saturday night uh, that a couple of my friends from comedy sports who aren't active anymore but 
Um, they go to Disneyland a lot, and they said, and they said, you want to meet at Trader Sam's, and they're like, hear about this meetup, and went to Trader Sam's. And yeah. So you know, that's how I got uh, you know my 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 uh, zombie skull, and I was thinking, oh, I'd be weird to like like all go down to Disneyland and and post it and say, we're gonna do a fanboy planet planet meetup at at Trader Sam's. Well, on March seventh. There's an event for Sparks, uh, which, you know, is a little thing that's uh, vaguely involved with um, Clint Howard, uh, Bill Cat, and uh, Chris Foligno. And m- I think many more are going to show up because they, they travel in a pack. Uh, and they've convinced me to go uh, up Santa Rosa. So the assumption is somewhere near the Galaxy 12 or uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember. Off that's hand, a great is. theater, by the way. Is it, Am it I is. right about the name of it? Yeah. The Galaxy 12. Uh, there's an eight o'clock show. Uh, and they followed by a Q&A, and it's like, we'll probably go to a bar. So I'm just going to – I don't know what bar necessarily, but but if people want to go to that event, if they're listeners of Fanboy Planet, say hi. I mean, one, I, I want Sparks to be supported, but if I'm going, I'm not I, – I Show up and buy Derek a drink. I yeah. feel guilty signing that graphic novel. I'm like, I edited it. Yes, yes, yes. That's nice. But you're here for Bill. You're yeah. here – you know, you're here for – Clint Howard, who is remarkably his character. Star Trek's Clint Howard. Yes, yes. that's exactly what I put. The Ice Cream Man and Star Trek, the, the Tholian Web. Uh, the, the Corporate Might Maneuver. Uh, not the Tholian Web, the Corporate Might Maneuver. Yep. And um, so, uh, you know, they're going to be there March 7th. You know, we'll be at, at CineQuest quite a bit. March 9th, I assume, for the Neil Gaiman event. Oh, oh I oh, yeah. will be there. <laughs> I've been promised things. Um, <laughs> just, just, you know. Are you doing the interview, Derek? I am not. No, at, VJ is. At this point, unless I can assassinate him. Uh, so and then I'm next in line. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Promises have been made. Mysterious no. case of intestinal flu. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Because you wouldn't make it that far. <laughs> Cage match. Uh, anyway, two men enter. One man leaves. When Chris starts doing his Machiavellian stuff, he takes out the people who are in line behind him first, <laughs> and then he goes forward. I know because he doesn't understand. <laughs> it's, it's easier. <laughs> You never saw it coming. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, but I will be there. I've been told that we can't mm. say anything. But but afterwards, you know, certainly we'll be hanging out. And yeah. chances to, to hang out. I mean, Rick will be at as well. Oh, yeah. We're not sure. I mean, I know that at least one screening of Eternity, I have to go and experience <laughs> yes. that yes. with people in the room. Oh. <laughs> I have a quick uh, Disneyland story before we Okay, done. go ahead. So we went on... Uh, Star Tours and Space Mountain, and right outside they have a little churro stand. Okay. Oh, yes. So, of course, we have to go get a churro. Right. I know and exactly what he's going to say. These were uh, very fresh. So, we're standing there, and like there was a line because it was like they were literally just coming out and they were yeah. sugar and uh, cinnamoning them. So, we get up there, and I look, and there's a, a one churro broken in half in their little tub. So I go, you guys going to eat that? Because it was two girls running the <laughs> You're going to eat that? Yeah. And they go, and this one girl goes, oh, no, these Nazis would never let us do that. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to mention something different. No, they're not. You know, the, uh, the Rocketeer popcorn. Maker. Oh, no, I, I photographed that and put that up. Yes, That's my that, favorite. I love that. And, and in New Orleans Square, it's uh, Oogie Boogie. Yes. Yes. I, so. I just love the fact that they, they still maintain ties to the Rocketeer. Well, as uh, Rick pointed out to me, I mean, I had actually seen, but Entertainment Earth is doing these three and three yeah. quarter inch action figures. You order your set? Uh, really? No, but I'm calling. I don't want to buy a set. Uh, Rick, again, I'm really broke. I'm trying to stay within a certain. 
uh, and I appreciate. But I'm you're just... pre-ordering. You're it's future money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem with future money is a lot of it didn't appear. Hey, um, <laughs> but, I, I believe yeah. it used to be said that. Uh, previous performance is not a guarantee of future yes, income exactly wow. but they have uh they have a snake plissken they have a jack burton and they, they have, have the guys from uh who's uh samuel jackson and uh john travolta so from, from pulp fiction, pulp fiction. But most importantly they have a three and three quarter inch rocketeer action figure yes so i think most important is jack burton what are we talking about here uh, yeah <laughs> Entertainment Earth doing this line of I can't remember what they're calling it, retro something. Yeah, re- I'm gonna have to look into it's this. Tied in with, like it's tied in with the, with uh, the Kenner, Kenner alien stuff. action yeah. figures. Yeah, but anyway, so you know they they they're they're, they're doing all the Buffy figures. Yeah, yeah. They're called returns. No, that's no, no. But you'll returns. you'll find it. You'll find it. Um, yeah. Just keep looking. But anyway, you know, and and it is one thing that uh, I Rick tagged me in a thing on Facebook, so I'll put it on my site, on my page, and then I think I'll try to do something on the site as well. I think tomorrow maybe Toy Day. Because I've got all this stuff from Toy Fair as well oh, that yeah. they've sent, and it'd just be kind of fun to have it there as a record because we like to gaze yep. from time to time. Um, so oh, again, Firefly figures, too. but I would say you know, once again, Cinequest is going to be a big chance for meetups. We, you know, last week we had a good time at Seven Stars with some audience members. Uh, let's keep that up and, yeah. and and not be on display. It's just at Cinequest, Chris is going to be there. I'm going to be there. We know that at least at one Eternity screening. I uh, got a note from the director today. Like, we'll be there. Looking forward to meeting you guys. There's so, lots of restaurants we're going to be hanging out. Yeah, Cafe Stritch. And then Cafe the, Stritch and the Blackbird, Blackbird Tavern, Tavern, most yeah. likely. Um, definitely. And then, you know, if you get one of those VIP passes that allows you into the after parties, well, every chance I get to drink free booze in an ultra lounge, I'm there. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I That table service last like year it. was awesome. <laughs> Jeez. I'm going to be I'm going to be hanging out in the VIP lounge a lot. Where is the VIP? VIP lounge is that area is next a... to the Blackbird. So there's that. That area? Yeah. So there's the, the Blackbird Tavern itself, and then there's the back room on, that's right on the corner. Oh, okay. So it's there. We we just sat in the outside. Yeah, but that, was, but that was beforehand. Yeah, so, right. you know, I mean, who knows? But we, we plan to do that starting March 4th, which is oh, very, yeah. very, very close. Oh, yeah. It's going to be huge. And so, so many great movies. There are. I mean, are. It, it, everyone I've watched have been really, really good. I'm very excited. I do want to see the man behind the mask, and I watched mm-hmm. that little trailer. Even in Spanish, is just like I'm halfway through Funny Money today, which is turning out to be pretty. Oh, is that our, is that the Vietnamese one? Yeah, yeah. And was that in our bag, or did it was it, in the bag? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Have and you've watched Cheatin', right? Yeah, Cheatin' was. Yeah, wonderful. I haven't gotten there. I've been, yeah. you know, I haven't seen Cheatin', but I have seen his short that's in called Drunker and a Skunk, oh. which is awesome. So, it's Bill Plimpton though. So I wish they yeah, put the sport, shorts on the. Uh, on the press screeners. You said that the last time, and you haven't yet. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so <clears throat> we are wrapping up here at the Brett Cave. So let us say, of course, uh, once again, a reminder, you know, uh, there is the pressing need for Bill Mantlo uh, and donations there. But uh, for our usual business stuff here, let's say, if you're listening to us on iTunes, well, good job. Uh, you can please uh, rate us. You can subscribe to us. Please tell your friends. You know, and that's the other thing I want to say. If you're reading the site, share an article on Facebook. Uh, or, you know, you see a link if you're on our, if on our Facebook page. Share that. Uh, You'll just look smarter for it. Spread the word. Spread the word. Uh, and, and help us. Because that's how we, that's how sites, so when you like the good the writing we have, I was almost said good writing. Uh, you know, okay, it is. It is good writing. It's gooder than most people. It's gooder. It's it is. nearly as gooder. It, I've read yours. I edit yours. I yeah. make you look so gooder. 
Uh, so it's true. You ain't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we're going back to the holler. Uh, anyway, uh, do subscribe to us on iTunes and tell your friends. And uh, the thing is, Stitcher, you know, actually, uh, our, uh, maybe it's a lot of podcasts have fallen by the wayside, but our ranking on Stitcher has gone way up. I, I fully support Yay. the Stitcher app because even my podcasts get a fair number of listens on Stitcher. Yeah, so I'm so I'm just saying thank you. So <laughs> even yours, <laughs> yes, and they're not in a in a well, tone a, that human it, it represents to shift to mobile devices. Yes, yeah. it's optimized for you know, like. The well, that phones. may be, but I'm saying we we were in the low eight thousands when we started when they mm-hmm. first asked if we could join, uh, and we've st- and we stayed there for a while. I mean, I know there's, I mean. Good Lord. I get told yeah. at least five podcasts a week I should be listening to. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have the time. But we have gone up to the top. We're in the top 2,000. And that's, that's with all bad. kinds of podcasts. Wow. So I'd say, again, thank you. That's that's a credit to people listening and get, telling their friends. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. So you can listen to us on the Stitcher app. You can subscribe to us there as well. You can add us to your playlist. You can listen on the Stitcher app. It's on www.fanboyplanet.com. You can, of course, find all of our episodes on uh, the podcast page at www.fanboyplanet.com. While there, there's an Amazon link. If you want to buy something you've heard about on Amazon and you can't find it at your local comic book shop, please go ahead and we get a little kickback from Amazon. And, of course, you could always donate on the PayPal button. Uh, and there are other ways we're not allowed to talk about. Uh, so, um, yes, we're, we're, uh, we're auctioning Chris off. and uh, so, But you- not in the U.S., that's no, right. no. If you've got questions, comments. Madagascar, North Korea. If you've got questions, comments. Oh, those are good. Compliments, commentary, criticisms. 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 <laughs> Your and hair's the, unkempt. And uh, the answers to what's wrong with Rick. What's wrong with Rick and what's wrong with Chris. Write uh, to editor at fanboyplanet.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at fanboyplanet. Uh, so that'd be at sign fanboy planet. Uh, so that, that'd be cool. And we'd like that. We like tweeting. I've, I've learned to appreciate the tweet. And anyway, so, uh, exclusive photos go there. Sometimes I got run over by Phineas and Ferb at at California venture. I (laughs) tweeted that. Uh, so anyway, (laughs) that thing is, I know exactly when it happened. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, but I also want, Oh, Oh, there's one last bonus thing that I just got. And I don't know if this is true. It's an infinity thing. It's an infinity thing. Are you ready? Yeah. If you get all the figures, all of them. All of them. All of them. And you level them up. Do I have to get the crystal ones too? No, no, no. If you get all the ones that are going to be in the Hall of Heroes. Okay. Okay. uh, And you get all of them up to level 10, making them all gold statues. Okay. You unlock a lightsaber. Really? Yes. Seduce, you say. So there's some guy, and he posts on the Fans of Infinity over the weekend. How close are you? Well, no one has Phineas and Agent P. Oh, yeah. But he showed, How did he, he do had, that? I don't, he must have gotten, because uh, I think Phineas and Agent P may be available in Europe. Oh. And so he Damn was, Europeans. he was running around with Agent P and he showed like the last two, like Anna and Elsa, he hadn't put to gold. So he had them to gold. And then in the middle of the Hall of Heroes, where the where the, the, the is. symbol is, where the symbol is with the light coming up, yeah. then suddenly out of it came a spinning thing, and it was a green lightsaber. And you can't use it in the Hall of Heroes because, of course, you can't use anything. But then you can go into any toy box, it's in your and toy you've box. got it in your pack. 
Awesome. And so, cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, there's a purpose to all this. <laughs> what a lame purpose, but I'm totally there. I am so. Lightsabers it... are not a lame purpose. I'm sorry, it's Nate. True. I'm so sorry I said that. Anyway, I'm I'm resisting resisting so hard, but now I might have to. It's fun. <laughs> it's dumb fun. I mean, I seriously, <laughs> I just like. And even it, I mean, the figures are so well done. They are. They are. Yeah. I have they to say, are. seeing that that whole big thing at uh, California Adventure made me want to buy them all. Which uh, the which display they... in the shop that where they had them all oh, laid out. On oh, the... okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yes. So anyway, anyway, that's it. I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I'm Christopher J. Garcia. That's it. No yeah. Reverend Doctor. No Hugo Award winner. No, I'm trying to be humble. Oh trying well i'm gonna be not humble and say i'm nate costa on the twitter i'm the real shoe pimp and i've had a lot of twitter activity today just today you're the real shoe pimp i'm sorry i've been calling you out incorrectly i've been just calling you the shoe pimp i'm i apologize i think on facebook i'm the shoe pimp yes but you on are. twitter i'm the real the shoe real pimp shoe because pimp. there's some other idiot who has never tweeted and it's, I think it's not follows me. one person who it's claimed the shoe pimp before I signed up. All right. You should totally buy it. Anyway. Like I bought Johnny Eponymous. And then? And I'm... Uh, so <laughs> this guy, Pablo Pereira, who's a weekday meteorologist at Fox 11. Yeah. Following me for some reason. All right. And I had a an interaction with Nerdist today. Uh-oh. Oh, nice. Uh, I was in the car listening to Sirius XM. They and can't his... have you. One of his bits came on. And he got a three. <laughs> and he got a three-fingered Mickey. But it was spelled incorrectly. It said uh, it was America, like America, sans yes. A. Yes. But on the radio, they spelled it M apostrophe E-R-I-C-A, like my Erica. Oh, those bastards at Sirius XM. So I tweeted the picture to Chris Hardwick and said, I assume this is on Sirius XM, but... Shouldn't it be America since we're dropping the A? And he responded, yes, it should. And I responded, really messes with the integrity of the art, in my opinion. And he <laughs> responded, hashtag apostrophale. Oh, nice. nice. You know, I got yeah. retweeted by Harry Knowles on the because I do the Cinequest tweeting a lot of it. Yes. And they, uh, he retweeted my thing about, uh, what's his name? Harry, Harry Knowles from One Direction? Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. And who looks you, less like me now. You carrot. Uh, and I'm Rick Bredsider. <laughs> <laughs> reminding you to use, use your, your powers, powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Don't tell me, don't tell me. Oh, no, 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 no. Damn it, damn it, damn it.
It's the sound of the teleporter bringing Nate Costa into our zone of control. It was Hello, hello, hello. Nathan. Hi, guys. Hello, Nate. Bonjour, Nate. How goes it? It goes. How goes by you? Well. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's just it. Well, I thought you were, well, let me no, tell you. No, he says well. well. It's, 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 got it. <laughs> I'm going to pour some refreshments for our people here. Wonderful. Yes. Yes. Is that Reverend Dr. Christopher J. Garcia Hugo Award winner I hear? It is that you hear, yes. Is that a hyphen after Garcia? Garcia <laughs> hyphen Hugo, Hugo Award, Award winner. winner. Yes, it is. All one win- one name of the Montpelier Hugo <laughs> Garcia Hugo Award winners. There has never been a Hugo winner from Vermont. One of two states that never had a Hugo winner. What's the other? Alaska. Hmm. No, How Raymond Feist the... lives in Alaska. Uh, in Arkansas? Or in Arkansas, thank you. I was just trying to keep you. That's a much it's bigger a task than you could handle. <laughs> yeah, Alaska. Alaska is the other state. Have there been any authors who lived in Alaska? Science fiction yeah. authors. Yeah, there's one right now. Uh, what the... Sarah Palin's more of a fantasy. I, mean, I was like, dang it, I had wine <laughs> in my mouth. Otherwise, I would have said that. Uh, Maybe I, know, I, think it, I think there's all hard science <laughs> behind everything that she writes. Because yeah. science is hard. It is. Math is hard. Science is Let's harder because it uses math. He's not wrong. Science is hardier is what you would probably say. <laughs> it's hardier. Oh, yeah? She can see science from her living room. It's more harder. <laughs> more harder. Nate? Yes, hello. I just want to make sure we hadn't lost you. Is Coco around? Can I talk to Coco? Sure, she's right here. Coco, would you like to say hello? She raised her eyebrows at me. Yeah, okay. What does the Coco say? <laughs> That's funny because I uh, sent sent a Howard Stern parody song to one of the guys that does a lot of Howard Stern parody songs to the tune of "What Does the Fox Say." What was the what it was? What did it say? I mean, what, what was does the- the song is "What Does JD Say?" Ah. because he mumbles, so nobody they always make fun of him mumbling. Huh. I, I'm is Stuttering John still with him? No, no, he's no. Dead, he was he? hired by Jay Leno. Oh, really? Yep. He was his announcer for many years. Yeah, I mean, I I've never since he went off the air, off the free airwaves. I've never been able to listen no, to. No, no, I've never. I haven't listened to him either. So I don't know who JD is at all. But I know Melendez is off because that did that happen before he left the air, the free airways. I believe so. Yeah, I think I remember him talking about being betrayed by Melendez. Hmm. No, he was betrayed by Leno. That's true. He wanted he's he was fine with Stuttering John leaving, but not fine with the way Jay didn't a ask and b said. Uh, well, you didn't need him anymore. I can pay him more than you can. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, is just polite. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. If somebody only has a career because of one person, it's a, 
I mean, I know slavery was repealed back in... Uh, 1970? 78, according to my people. See, in California, <laughs> in California, they, you, there are... You can be a slave? No, no. Sure. There's an exact opposite. So when I joined Microsoft, there were, there were um, things that you had to sign uh, that would, if you... If you left the company, you couldn't go to work for a direct competitor. Mm-hmm. That doesn't hold up in California. That's restraint of trade in California, and so you can go immediately to work for a competitor. Well, okay, granted, mm-hmm. but but uh, that's interesting. I mean, this isn't a legal issue. This was more like a feel feel of you know between between those two between yes. professionals. But the question would be: Is Stern was uh, New York based? Right. Yeah. So what's the law in New York? I don't know. Kill or be killed. It's you know, the law I've never of the seen Escape from New York. You've never seen Escape from New York. Never seen Escape from New oh, York. Oh man, nor have I. I think I'm going to have to watch that. I on. think all four of us should sit down. As will I. Need sit to down tonight do. and watch it. I'm. It is a magnificent movie. You're using magnificent. I think it's. Movie I think it's by John it's Carpenter. Ernest Borgnine's yes. best role. Would so you Marty? Would, would you not include Big Trouble in Little China as a magnificent movie? Which is directed by John Carpenter. I would say You're it was really kick-ass. into Big Trouble tonight. I well, just wait, just used it twice. Yes. Okay. yes. And, 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 that and makes the it thing. A, I love the, that you use the it thing. Twice. Is great. It has its flaws. There is not one flaw in Big Trouble in Little China. Not a one. Mm, I might, I might agree with you on that. Actually, no. There's one narrative flaw, but mm. I've, I've since made my peace with it. <laughs> really. What flaw is that? The monster that? No, 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 no. At the beginning, at at the beginning, when the lawyer is uh, is interviewing uh, Ang Shen, and he describes, he basically describes something that doesn't actually happen as a consequence of That's what right. happened. But I figured they probably ran out of money and they just didn't include the shot. <laughs> it probably still happened. We just didn't see it. Yeah, you know. And so I, you know, but it took me a long time. To get over that because it was it, well, you know, those are the things that end up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, but it's the only thing that to time. me is glaring and okay. what is otherwise a perfect narrative hurtling towards the end of coolness. You know, and uh, it was also the movie that convinced me the Green Lantern movie would work oh. until the actual Green Lantern <laughs> movie, yeah, and <laughs> until reality <laughs> stepped in. Well, no, when they have the fight, and I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the, yeah. w- 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 you know, the, oh, the, the when they have the fight and they're doing with yeah. the, you know, the the rays and stuff i'm like that yeah. would be i was would have been happy with a yeah. low budget green lantern movie in the 80s with those kind of tricks leaving it on earth you mm-hmm. know and it would i'm been sure fine. turkey did one we would have heard about it by you now think? somebody would have found it or the philippines we still would yeah. have found about we it. we would have heard of it from the philippines yeah and they even did a plastic man so we need you to add to the list um we're going to do a comparing contrast on the dc collector uh the dc oh, yeah. uh deck, deck building, building game, game and the marvel bam Already there. That's wonderful. You've been paying uh, attention. And I've got wrestling news. Gold star. <laughs> you erased it. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. Okay. It's all there. All right. I even have Gallifrey one. Did anybody go? So you've got news coming. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, uh, sorry. That's the portion where where Nate can go snuggle with Coco for five minutes. All right. I, <laughs> all right. Well, we're recording right now, so uh, I'm going to... Nate, you ready? On your point. Go crazy. Three, two, one. Oh, listen up, fanboy! <laughs> How does he do that? 